0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the next episode of Myths and Stories with your hosts, Smithborn and Zori Tonight's episode is the Book of Sorrows, part five. Take it away, gentlemen. Now with new and improved audio, I'm here for your pleasure. Now with new and improved Zor. (laughs) Yes, Zor got a new headset, and he is absolutely loving it. Though he doesn't know why he's talking about himself in the third person. Um, maybe that's what happens when you buy a new headset. Yeah, mysteries so universe. yeah, uh, mysteries of the universe, mm-hmm. uh, just like Star Pony. Yes. Um. Like Star Pony. So, or, or as, or as the Borderlands community knows them, uh, Butt Stallion. <laughs> Butt Stallion. <laughs> I love it. As soon, as soon as I told somebody about it, they were like, "Oh, so you mean butt stallion?" And I was like, "Oh my god, that is, <laughs> that, that is just like yep. nobody's gonna even let that go now."
1: Nope, that is that is very uh, much a thing.
0: It is. Uh, so yeah, so we're on, uh, God, part five yeah. of Books of Sorrow. This, these are some deep books, man. I, you weren't kidding when you when when we when we started this thing five weeks ago, and you were like, "Hey, this is gonna be a mini series." This is gonna be more than just like an episode or two, and I was like, ah, it's fine. There's only what like five books. We'll cover like two books a night. It'll be fine. Ha. We barely cover half a freaking verse a night. This is this is, yeah, ha is mm-hmm. is,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, so very accurate. So I learned some interesting things about this grimoire book actually. Um, oh. So uh, it, well, there there is a couple things. Um. I guess I should preface this with uh, that there has been uh, some reports that have come out from IGN of people that were uh, previously mistreated during their time at Bungie, which is not cool. Um, One of those people that that had just a very sliver of experiences that others were reporting was Mylan uh, from Mylan Games, who is the one that curated the lore books uh, one through three um, and he spoke about his experiences in a video that he put out that I highly recommend people watch just to be aware uh, however to, to you know get off kind of the heavier topic there uh, he also in that uh, video explained some of his rationale behind how he structured the lore books uh, the lore grimoires. And what his intentions were when he created the um, the first one, and why he included the the Grimmar cards that he did, and I thought that was really interesting insight, and uh, can kind of help uh, give some perspective as to what his intention was for people when they were uh, reading through it. Um,
0: and this this was the the author of the Grimoire books, not the actual lore itself right
1: correct so he uh mylin or or matt is his name uh he did not create any of the lore he's a uh, destiny community member he's a youtuber um just like bife is or datto or or anyone else that that does destiny youtube content uh he was similar to bife he was very is still very heavily uh lore focused um and he was under contract with Bungie at the time to curate the books. Uh, so, he, w- again, he didn't write any of the lore, but he went through all of the grimoire cards that were written in D1 and decided what should be in the books and what order they should be in the books and what the rationale was behind that order and so on and so forth. Um,
0: well, cool. Yeah. Big shout-out to Mylan there.
1: Absolutely. Uh, so his... His rationale behind this first book uh, was he wanted it to he wanted to start with the books of sorrow to give background on the hive and the their motivations and how they tied into the darkness and to draw a parallel between what uh, Oryx did and how Oryx rose to power um compare and his use of the darkness compared to guardians and their use of the light uh the second section of the first grimoire which i don't know that we're going to get into uh in our little mini series uh talks about Dredge and yore and um the thorn and essentially what a dark guardian would look like uh and then it goes into and that's
0: that's all that's all uh, uh, Shin Malfer. Yep, Shin Malfer and, uh, and
1: Dredginyor. Uh, the last word and Thor. Yep. Um yep. So it tells that story. So that may be
0: to that may be another story we cover. I, I, it absolutely
1: will be at some point. Um, but yeah, so it, it goes from the books of sorrow to talk about the hive and make orcs almost sympathetic or or someone that we could understand their motivations. Uh, and then it shows a dark guardian. Um, and then it shows the, uh, the extended version, I guess, of the Dredge and Yor lore, which is, um, Shin Malfer after the death of Dredge and Yor and the Shadows of Yor, uh, and kind of how, uh, Shin created the Shadows of Yor to, uh, show that. Guardians can don't need to be polarized one way or the other and maybe need to use a little bit of dark and a little bit of light to survive. Uh, and then ends with the um, touch of malice and uh, a few others that escape me at the moment, uh, just to kind of really solidify the the idea that guardians and their use of power and their pursuit of power is very similar to Oryx's use of power and Oryx's pursuit of power and Oryx's o- underlying motivations. Uh, and that is why the first Grimoire Volume 1, is titled The Dark Mirror because it is the Guardian uh, looking at kind of the, the darker side of what their motivations could lead to.
0: Sure, sure.
1: So I just thought that was an <coughs> interesting little yeah, uh, insight.
0: Yeah, that's... Holy cow. That's. Uh, um, wow. Well, not to, not to <laughs> swing it back to the dark side here. Uh, mm-hmm. um, that may be something we'll discuss it a little bit at the end of this episode too. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I want to say it was either last episode or, or the, the episode before uh, where I was basically saying, you know, just be nice to each other. There's just because it's Christmas doesn't mean that, that you have to be nice to each other once a year, be nice to each other all year, all year long. And, and, and all the, celebrate devs and creators and everything so yeah we we may we may <laughs> we may have a little bonus episode at the end of this one that's uh covers a little bit of a darker topic more of a less of a lore and more of a <laughs> yeah. real world issue yeah
1: but um but, but say, for we are at book yeah for tonight verse book first book first verse, first verse, verse book. Verse book uh yeah so we are Verse.book. uh on verse three 3-1, uh, I believe. No, excuse me, 3-2. Three, 3-1 three or 3-2? Three, 3-2. Two. Three, two. Uh, we ended with 3-1 last episode, um, and we're into the verses uh three zero and 3-1 that are, are being written from the perspective of the Hive people talking about uh, these beings that they are perceiving as their gods, essentially. Um, That's
0: right. Because up until this point, uh, we or at least i was a little bit under the assumption that they they had already turned into hive but from the sounds of it they didn't officially start calling themselves hive until after whatever that event was that that battle of of fundament yeah with the uh, ammonite through the moons fighting the ammonite yep. um which i i everything about it says that it's it's fallen like that that was the that was the battle of the pre uh so post krill pre-hive people whatever that whatever they called themselves at that point in time because i don't know that they even refer to themselves as krill or hive or anything uh, uh I they, think were they do refer Mune to Mune themselves Mune. as
1: krill way back when as krill still like way back near the beginning um, but yeah sure they they very much um in in the beginning of of verse 330 uh, they refer to themselves like we are the hive
0: uh, and that's that's the official they are now officially hive yeah they are uh identify themselves as hive right though uh um out Al- alrash uh it still hasn't um i i don't i don't want to spoil it because you know that's a huge spoiler yeah uh <laughs> <laughs> by the way if you didn't know there's a thing called oryx and he's the taken king yeah who would have guessed uh, i
1: wonder where he's coming from oh
0: nobody knew where he was coming from uh <laughs> <laughs> he looks kind a hive and he flies around on a hive looking ship hmm. no uh <laughs> yeah no uh he's still he's still alrash um, uh Alryx still still one of the point. three sisters yep. Al- Our okay, Al- alrash right. was so as starts- a
1: krill alricks now that they've accepted Alryx. the worm into them and Metamorphos, metamorphosize, whatever, transformed. (laughs) Bungie makes it difficult enough for me. I don't need to make up my own
0: language. I was going to say, are we going to have to get the Google machines
1: out? (laughs) Not yet,
0: not yet. (laughs) I love it. They come up with they come up with more words like onicism.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You get to Google that one on your own.
0: Uh, (laughs) That one's dirty.
1: I know. So anyway these these verses are being told in the same kind of manner that we see stories about um that you would read a story about like jesus christ in the bible you know it's not it's not right. being told from the perspective of uh you know aurix or sabathun or sivu Arath, is being told from the perspective of their disciples um their citizens yep uh and it's that kind of spin on these you know quote-unquote miracles that their their gods are performing um and
0: it's it's interesting too that that we because last time we even compared it uh uh to being a religion and it's like this is very much like Mm -hmm. the books the books of the hive like when when we when it's when it when it's called the books of sorrow it's very much as a bible as a as a you know this this is the gospel according to our disciple of Arach so it's like it it's it's interesting to me, the parallels that are, that are, that are able to be drawn there.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're going to start with verse three, two, the high war. Now in this time of diaspora, there was a war between Aurix and Savathun and Sivu Arath. Brother Aurix said Savathun, do not forgive my betrayal. Instead, take vengeance upon me. For what I did at the dry moon. And Aurix made war on her in worship of the deep. Between them stood Shivu Arath saying, Stop, or I will kill you. War is mine and I am stronger. So to, to reiterate a little bit here, um, Sabbath or Aurix uh was trying to find a diplomatic solution to their conflict with the Ammonite. Uh Yep. and the deep the the worms uh did not like that and they uh persuaded or maybe she didn't need much persuading but um savathun came and killed aurix so that aurix's soul went back to the throne world um and just glassed the planet essentially that this yep. that this peace treaty was was happening on
0: um so that's the in, a, in the same way that there. that we see the in the in the same way that we see the wizard magic happening uh whenever whenever you come across like a public event or something like that and that black sphere comes around and you're suppressed and everything like that it was it was very much described as like the entire planet or moon or whatever was encased in that and now no life yep. devoid, like nothing devoid lives. of
1: any life any moisture it was a a dry barren wasteland
0: yep um, so
1: that that's the betrayal in question here uh so our Savathun is essentially goading our saying, you know, don't forgive the, don't forgive me for killing you and upsetting your plans. Like, you know, fucking man up and fight me. Uh, yeah. And see is getting <laughs> in the middle of this and being like, I, I I'm think, the literal of God it. of war. <laughs> what the hell? Like, <laughs>
0: and I think, I think we just like the, like the older, like the older brother and like the older sister, or, or, like, the older brother and the middle sister are fighting each other, and then, like, the, the little the little kid sister comes in and goes, guys, cut it out. <laughs> I'm supposed to be the god of war. <laughs> that's mean. I'm going to tell mom. That's that's the way that whole scene played out in my head. Yeah,
1: you know, except the younger sister that's being whiny also has a knife and will stab them in the face. Uh, and will stab them in the face, <laughs> yeah. Repeatedly. I
0: mean, as, as you do. Yeah.
1: Uh, for tw- and
0: we mentioned the krill are not very much a they're, they're, they're very literal people yes. they, they will kill you full stop
1: <laughs> being the god of war means that they make the most war um, yep. yep for 20,000 years they fought across the moons and they fought in the abyssal plains and the lightning palaces of each other's sword spaces and they killed each other again and again so that they could practice death Such was their love. At last the many moons came to many worlds, and it was time to go to war on life. Aurix said, I shall establish a court, and whoever comes into this court may challenge me. My court will be the high war. It will be a killing ground and a school of the sword logic we have learned from our gods. Savathun thought this was a great idea. She made a court called the High Coven. Sibu Arath said, "The world is my court, wherever there is war." So that's the end of verse three, two. Um, a couple things to point out. I twenty thousand years. Uh, I
0: was fixing to say the first thing that jumped out at me was the twenty thousand years. I'm like, I mean, we we thought the th- hive are ancient.
1: I, we thought the hundred year war was long. Like.
0: Right, 20, like when we tried years. to establish it, I mean, we we talked about guardians, you know, uh, or, or or people during the golden age, uh, tripling their lifespan to three hundred, and we were like, "Holy cow, man! How did they, you know, how did they do twenty thousand years?" Now, again, this this is still written as a as a um, as a verse, yeah, from a disciple's point of view, right? Like, twenty thousand years may not have been twenty thousand years. Um,
1: Although I do think it, to, it makes sense, because um, if we think about it, what, what they were doing or what's being described as, as them doing, and I do think this is mostly true, uh, is that they were taking the moons of Fundament that they had conquered and were using them as spaceships by just hurtling these moons through space to other planets absolutely. to go conquer. Uh and we yep. we know the hive have things called war moons, which that's exactly what they are. The the hive are currently in the process of trying to turn our moon, Luna, into a hive war moon, which is just a giant former planet or former moon that is is a hive uh you know space hive anthill, essentially. It's a hive spaceship yeah. anthill. <laughs> um and uh, it sounds like that's essentially what they did with Fundament's moons. Probably the very first Hive moons or, or War moons were Fundament's sure. moons. And if you think about how long it takes to travel across space, you know we measure that in light years. Uh, yep. It's not unreasonable that to reach the, whatever the next planet is, that it truly took thousands of years from Fundament to wherever.
0: I, I used to have it memorized. It's it's like three point one eight times ten to the eighth meters per second
1: Sounds close enough close enough to me uh
0: but yeah I god mean,
1: damn it google i mean it's one of those <laughs> things where it would take us a number of years just to get to mars right on a, a typical right. spaceship um
0: right and so uh, a- approximately four to six years to get to mars yeah so like is is if yeah if
1: we're talking another solar system uh to travel from fundament to wherever they're the next. You know, twenty thousand years life may not be is, an unreasonable time. Yeah, that may totally be possible. Yeah, um, and they're immortal, so they don't care.
0: Right. Uh, right. Well, and the whole the whole thing where they're killing themselves over and over again, they just they just go back to their throne rule world, yeah. world and come right back. Yep.
1: Uh, and that.
0: So it is a literal. They are literally killing themselves, or killing each other over and over and over again using sword logic. Basically yeah. saying, once I kill you, I've now become stronger. Once you turn around to kill me, now you've become stronger than even you were before because you've bested me. And so now mm-hmm. it's this—they're it, trying to build up that power cycle, of and I, I th- killing. And I think what what was uh, happening
1: that, from building this power cycle is they were every time that one was, you know, beating the other and becoming successful over the other, um. Like the next time, the next as soon as one of them overcame what was the strongest one, they were now making themselves even stronger. And so I think they were, you know, they like to use this term in a couple different places. Like they were honing the edge of the sword logic by having war games, essentially. Uh, And, you know, they can't die as long as they're not killed in their throne world. And it's saying that they were, they were practicing death. They were becoming familiar with the, uh how their throne worlds work and like how their souls work and how they can reanimate and, and all of the things that surround hive god like dying and, and coming back is what is what I'm assuming is it gave them time to figure Absolutely. all that out. Um the other thing that's interesting here is they talk about the courts. Uh so Aurix has I was curious about this too. The court called the of the high war. Um,
0: and now these, these aren't like, these aren't places. These are like, well,
1: these are like, um, I, th- I think maybe they are.
0: Um, so the way I was seeing it was like the court of King Arthur, right? Like King Arthur's court was, was literally a court of people. Like it, it you had the, the Knights of the Round, you had the, the, um, God, I can't remember the, the, anyway, but it, it basically yeah. like some type of, of structured, uh, um, hierarchy.
1: Yeah, so there, there is absolutely that way to read it, and that may very well be the case. The only thing that makes me um, think that it might be referring to a place, although it could be both, honestly. Um, right. Is that right? The, the dreadnought literally has the Court of Oryx as a place you can go. Yep.
0: Uh, and and that's and, but it's interesting because it, it's well, and I, I started to say, well, it's interesting that it's that it's called the Court of Oryx. But it could totally be called the Court of Oryx because Oryx is an Oryx right now. In yeah. in the point of time in the in the verse. So the, what what is what is what is uh Oryx's court referred to as?
1: Yeah, Oryx's court is referred to as the High War. Um and it's described as it will be a killing ground and a school of the sword logic. So what I'm wondering is if Oryx is saying there's there's a, the court of Oryx, the place, and those that are you know, like a gladiatorial area essentially yes. and those that are successful yes. then become part of the the hi- part of, you know, like the, the hierarchy court of or- yeah of, yeah of the king um
0: I like that I like that
1: Savathun, on the other hand also has a court which she calls the high coven um by nature of having the word coven I would assume it's made up of witches um yep I don't know that we've seen anything to do with the high coven in game though which I don't think so either, especially with uh Savathun being a primary character at the moment. And in the near future, I really wonder if whatever this high covenant is, is going to play a role.
0: I definitely think we'll see something in, in Witch which queen, which queen for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it, cause the fact that we're going to her throne world, which now that we have the new teaser, uh, yep. trailer, um, which we can, we can cover a little bit at the end of this as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I definitely think that part of that uh part of that throne world we're going to see her her court or her coven or, or or whatever um yeah I I I don't think that she would have done away with it after t- having it for 20,000 years right like
1: no, no I think it'd be too much of a too big of a resource for her and sure, we absolutely we know or at least it can be surmised um that some hive, some of her previous like brood that were under her control, uh, view her as a traitor and have abandoned yep. Savathun for, to go be a part of Cebu Arath's brood. Um, yep. But I wouldn't be surprised if some others are just going to follow her because they either sure. think she's right or they think she's going to be, you know, they're betting on her as a winner kind of thing. Um, absolutely so you know the high coven could very easily be a, a bunch of witches that are still loyal to her even if she leaves her worm and, and the dark behind um, so yeah it
0: just... that's an interesting concept too the 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 thought that there are worm born hive that that are still very much hive like and 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 they're they're i i almost i almost think of sabbathoon as as a not just a political leader but even like a like a religious leader um yeah,
1: as, as a, a matriarch matriarchal figure yeah
0: and 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 for her to be for her to sit up at the top of the of the food chain and say i'm casting off my worm and all of these all of these disciples and and followers below her that are just like huh well that's cool
1: i i think she could very easily twist that into um you know i'm sure there's other hive that are like man i really wish i could oh, this fucking thing all the goddamn time absolutely
0: uh, absolutely
1: and she could she could even throw a twist on it via sword logic i think and and play to that perspective and be like i am oh. now stronger than the worm gods i have overcome the worm i gods have overcome the i have through beaten my
0: kind oh man
1: so she could appeal That's, to that, you know, that side of things as well.
0: I like that. I like that. Man, you always come up with the coolest fucking theories. <laughs> I like that. I really like that idea, because that that would totally play into the idea of the sword logic, right? Mm-hmm. And and it would. Exp- God, that you're good. Now, All right, continue.
1: Yeah, I don't think Savathun believes. <laughs> she believes the sword logic holds power, but she very clearly does not believe that it's like the end-all-be-all way to go. Uh, But I could see her playing that angle to manipulate those that that are still, you know, subservient to the sword logic.
0: Sure, absolutely. Uh,
1: But, yeah, so, verse 3-3. Now this, we're switching perspective again. Um, This appears to be, uh, I believe, from the perspective of Aurix, although I don't think it states specifically. So this is Fire Without Fuel. I killed my sister today. She came to this star to oversee the extermination of all life here. The Kyugu are a strong power, and their fleets protect four nearby stars. As herd animals, they are loyal and stubborn, but they do show grace. For millions of years of evolution, the Cougu have been infected by a virus so insidious that it wrote itself into their genome. The virus compels them to offer their limbs for amputation by enormous sessile jaw beasts. They venerate these beasts and treat them as gods. The virus converts cugu cells into eggs from which strange crawling things pupate to live within the jaw beast gut. In return, the jaw-beast excludes sweet nectar for the Kyugu to drink, and they have brilliant visions. Savathun and her broods have liberated the Kyugu from jaw-beasts, and indeed from existence. But as they chased the Kyugu-arc ships, I stopped in to vaporize my sister's warship and a few of her underlings. I want to dwell on the ruins a while, and punish Savathun for failing to guard her flank. They are like us, these Kyugu, bound in symbiosis. I feel joy and sorrow. I feel them as titanic things because I am larger than my body. My mind is now a cosmos of its own. I know more joy and more anguish than the entire Kyugu race could ever experience sorrow because we have killed so much 18 species this century alone and joy for the same reason joy that we have put down these blights scoured them away and left the universe clean ready to move towards its final shape we are a wind of progress ripping parasites from the material world for if they are not parasites we would be unable to kill them and they would still exist and what is that final shape it is a fire without fuel burning forever killing death asking a question that is its own answer entirely itself that is what we must become my worm grows fat and hungry i feed it with whole worlds my astronomers tell me they can sense the deep itself and that we are conquering our way towards it. I think joy and sorrow will be the same thing soon, like love and death.
0: Uh, Bye-bye. Goddamn. All right. Okay. So, shit. (laughs) Where to start? Uh, does, uh,
1: e- even, uh, even they've, they've obliterated
0: 18 species
1: this century
0: in a hundred years this century yeah. just within a hundred years they've obliterated 18 species
1: yep they, uh,
0: they're they nothing if not efficient I, I don't I guess I don't... so
1: and I uh, guess I, I mean and they're still honing themselves against each other they're still yeah actively trying to uh yeah, to, to kill each other essentially so, when the opportunity arises.
0: I I was trying to say so first so so this could this could either be one of the either one of the sisters uh, to me it 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 could either be Aurash or Zirath. I think this um, is Auryx. I lean more towards Aurash. Yep. Yeah. Sorry, Aurix. I keep whatever. Yeah. Um. <laughs> well, specifically because they mentioned their
1: their mind is now a cosmos in, in and of its own. Like yes, a- Aurix was for discovery for the knowledge. knowledge. Yep. Um. Arath was and just the fact that he shit. wants to
0: sit and dwell on these ruins. Yes. Yeah. Like that, that to me says it, it. he wants to learn. He wants to know more because it, they were a very similar type of, of, of species. The other, the other side of that is, you know, protecting Sevu Arath's flank. So that, that to me says a little bit, uh, to, uh, or sorry, protecting, Sabathun. uh, Sabathun's Sabathun flank. Sabathun
1: didn't protect her uh, flank.
0: And and he wanted to teach her a lesson. Mm-hmm. That to me was like a that was a little bit of of Zevu wrath in there, but it could also be thought of as like well the sh- a strategy of war is also knowledge. Uh, yeah, I think I think that's so... certainly
1: part of it. Um, and they they say at the end here, you know, I think joy and sorrow will be the same thing soon, like love and death. Their expression of loving their siblings is literally to kill them. Is killing them like that? Absolutely, hundred percent those two things are, are intertwined at this point. So
0: and it's and it's because of the sword logic that those two things are intertwined. Yeah. They are they are making their sisters better and they are showing how much that they care for their sisters to make them better by killing them, thus making themselves better than the sisters coming back and killing the other sister. Mm-hmm. So it's it's it, it it's that cycle there that it's that power cycle that just it it in in one hand you would think it would grow infinitely but then there's the there's the there's the worms hunger that you have to think of at the same time right like it, there's no way that that power cycle can continue forever
1: yeah um and it's one of those things where it's like they they know by the sword logic that only only one of them is going to see the end you know right only one of them by very, can end up being the by v- the strongest uh,
0: yep by by very nature of the sword logic only one of them can survive yeah it it, it's it's not even it's not even a question of like well you know maybe they'll survive as a whole or maybe they'll survive as a troop or whatever no by the very nature of sword logic only one thing and 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 i think that's important to to note too it's it's only one thing can survive. It's not one species. It's not one world. It's not one galaxy or anything like that. It is literally, there will be a single being at the end of the world and that being, or or at the end of the universe. Mm -hmm. And that being will be the strongest being by very nature of being the only thing left.
1: Yeah. And so by them constantly attacking and and killing each other, you know, they're also saying like, I, it's, it's kind of this weird, like, i'm going to attack you and make you stronger because i care about you enough to want you to have a chance to be that last thing um i don't know it's
0: it's, it's just a weird train of thought right it's a
1: fucked up family dynamic but
0: <laughs> it, uh, slightly it was working for him i guess um i mean you do you boo <laughs>
1: which if if we follow that that thread, if uh love and death are synonymous or are the same thing to the hive, and they are scouring the universe clean by removing these uh, species that cannot continue to exist in the face of the hive, Do they think that they're like somehow I, I guess they do. They think they're doing a good thing. They think 100%. they are like showing, love and support to these species that they're, they're getting rid of.
0: Um, Yeah. By, by snuffing them out and not, and having, it's, it's very, it's funny because it's very much kind of like the, the Thanos mindset, right? Mm -hmm. Like the, the, the world is, or the universe has been overabundant or has been uh, overplagued by species and, and things. Uh, So in order to ratify that, to to or in order to um, not ratify, uh, in order to correct that, it's it's easier to cut out half of the people of the universe than it is to double the amount of resources available. Yeah.
1: Only instead of half, it's ninety nine point nine 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 percent in this case.
0: Yeah. 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 No, that's mathematically that is very true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: So that leads us to verse 3-4 titled, The Scream. Um, And Ah! this is from the perspective of Aurex. No, Savathun, Sivu Arath, my siblings, we are betrayed. We will never live eternal. Our might shatters entire species. We inhale the smoke of their burning. This is our compact with the worm, our God. The worm makes us mighty. But as we wield this might, our worm's hunger expands. If we fail to feed it, it will devour us from within. We have exterminated 306 worlds, and now I am certain. My worm's hunger grows faster than the might I draw from it. We are bound by our covenant to obey our nature, eternal search eternal cunning, eternal conquest. But as we do this, my siblings, we feed our worms, and the more we feed them, the hungrier they grow, faster and faster. Soon, my siblings, we will be so mighty and our worms so hungry that not with all our might could we possibly feed them, and we will be devoured. What can we do? Uh, so rx has, a little too late, uh, figured out <laughs> how, to rep- how this is oh, kind a of a raw deal for them.
0: species and <laughs> planets. And, no, sorry. 318 planets, yeah. which is God knows how many species. Right. Like, right you know. Billions upon billions upon billions of species have been eradicated from the universe. Literally no longer exist in the universe. Yeah. And now they're like, um...
1: Hey, guys. Maybe we should have read the fine print on that contract.
0: <laughs> yeah. Did y'all read line, like, 17B? I mean, I read 17A, but I thought y'all read 17B or something like that. I don't know what's yeah. going on. Yeah. So, yeah. No, that's, yeah. um, so the, Too little, too late type thing. Yeah.
1: The, the hunger grows exponentially um, to the point where no matter what, eventually, their, their worm is going to, to eat them um presumably yeah. this is i am assuming this is the worm god's plan and at the point where they reach that that peak of might that like they are so powerful that it is literally impossible to feed their worm that the worm that comes out is just a new worm god it, it has accumulated the amount of power that it, it just is another worm god at that point
0: um now there's a theory for you so maybe that, that's where the worm gods came from in the first place
1: i don't know about that but that might be their manner of you know evolution of their evolution. manner of, of
0: pro- producing yeah. of of having offspring i mean if you're an immortal being there's no, there's literally no reason for you to have offspring you will live forever there's nothing to pass on there's no you will consume everything like it, it, it by very nature of being immortal, there is literally no reason for you to have offspring. But if at some point in time, those worm gods were like, well, as nice as eternity is, we want offspring or we want to continue. I mean, this would very much, I mean, I I, I was thinking of it from the other way. I was thinking of it like the worm gods would finally come by and go, oh, hey, guess what? Uh, contract." fulfilled sort of or you can't fulfill your end so we're just going to consume you and thus be the stronger of the of the being but I like the idea of the worm coming out as like a new worm god yeah like that's that to me is a very I, I like that idea
1: so um, reading the next entry here three five. Uh, I don't know if we actually need to go over this one Um, it's essentially the, the TLDR, uh, is that this is from the perspective of one of the species that the hive invade. And it's just kind of them seeing that the hive are coming and their defense systems like powering up to, to deal with them. Um, it date, it dates the spacecraft that the hive are in. Uh, the spacecraft's construction as being twenty four thousand years old. Um, Holy cow! So that just kind of, you know, confirms that. Uh discover. Uh, okay, so I I was incorrect.
0: Uh per I, maybe we do I, need I to. I have did a,
1: a little skim. I did some skim reading, and uh, drew <laughs> drew the incorrect conclusion. Um.
0: See that's why that's remember kids. This is why reading the fine print is important. Yes. Because yes. right there, myth could have been turned into a worm, and that would have been game over for him because he didn't read the fine print.
1: And then no one would be around to edit this podcast.
0: Uh, oh. No. It would just be me talking to myself. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> go ahead go ahead and read the three five then.
1: Yeah. So uh, three five. Attention! Perimeter security units attend. Stand by to assimilate new imperatives, gland 60 proof assimilation liquor, or face immediate non compliance taxation. The Dakau Ministry of War is now online and true. In radial year 989, Groove 3, our clients in the Dakau nest salvaged an interstellar spacecraft. Hull isotopes date the craft's construction as twenty four thousand years ago. Around the same time, the fundament system dropped out of contact with our amiable ecumene. I'm assuming that's like some kind of space council based on the context.
0: Yeah, no, that's we got some heavy words in this one. Yeah.
1: Mercenary explorers, disposable class, discovered an organism frozen in stasis deep within the hull she claims to be tauix member of a proto hive
0: species (laughs) during debriefing Uh, sorry i was not i wasn't ready for that continue
1: (laughs) (laughs) during debriefing she provided records of the fall of the ammonite civilization and vital intelligence about the motives biology and leadership of the hive over the past century perimeter security units have failed to halt hive incursions on 17 separate worlds. All species face extinction. Decapitate, defer, promote Dakau, strategic Dika for victory against the hive. Identify supreme hive leadership organisms, Aurash, Savathona, and Siro. Target these entities with maximum theater overkill uh prosecute targets whenever they manifest hive cohesion will crumble total victory over the hive will be achieved only by clean sweep genocide end transmission uh so
0: i i wasn't I wasn't ready. <laughs> Is that is was that your aha moment?
1: <laughs> yes, that was my aha moment. Yes. I was like, oh okay, Holy they shit. found the hive. Fucking whatever. I'm like, oh wait, <laughs> that's not the hive I thought. They found the
0: hive. <laughs> they found one of the last remaining krill, mm-hmm. frozen in stasis.
1: Frozen in stasis in a twenty-four thousand-year-old spacecraft.
0: Now this isn't uh, stasis in the in the sense of of darkness stasis this is literally like like a like a cryopod type thing like this isn't
1: that's that's how i'm reading it um
0: that's what i thought too that's that's the way i'm gonna take it because to me it, for for them to just start mentioning stasis all of a sudden i'm like all right hold the hell on here so yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna take this as a as a, as a cryopod that uh Taux had frozen herself in and just blasted off from fundament in in her escape um and has been found by this what war high high war everything about this makes it feel like like they're like the the owners of the universe
1: yeah so right like they refer to themselves as the daka ua ministry of war and they have security units within their army that have fought and failed to halt hive incursions on 17 separate worlds um so yeah it sounds like they're like the galactic federation of this yeah. this universe this or this galaxy uh maybe or yeah. solar system or something um so yeah they they're they're this uh group that's defending trying to defend this system against the hive and are failing to do so they know what the hive leadership is from tauix's information or they know what they used to and it's interesting
0: too I was fixing to say it was very interesting that Taix calls them by their original names. So even Taix doesn't have a full understanding of what's happening to mm-hmm. them, and and what's happening as they are killing each other and and creating this power cycle. Taix is very much just like, well, the last I heard of them, they were they yeah. were coming back to kick my ass because I kicked their ass. So yeah, and I, I think um, that's that's the thing. Tau- here's the situation.
1: No. About the sword logic, or that they even have worms in them, or like how any of it works. Uh, Taux just knows that they became powerful enough somehow to, you know, kick down the door on the helium drinkers and then the ammonite. And uh, I think Taux just essentially took an escape pod from the ammonite homeworld.
0: That's more, and more what it's sounding like. And was trying yeah. to just
1: get as far as possible and ended up just shoot off into space of, of this, this, uh, you know, this group um, that's been battling better the them
0: than, the, than the sisters. <laughs> the yeah. sisters have found her. They would have just killed her. Like they, they would have been, <laughs> there would have been nothing left of the krill.
1: <laughs> I find it interesting that this group, though, has has come to the conclusion that the only way to get victory over the hive is genocide. Just abs clean, sweet genocide. genocide.
0: Uh, Everything that is hive must be killed all, all across there's no, there's no surviving. There's no take prisoners and, and, and create peace. No, it's a hundred percent death. It's the only way, only way to stop them. Yep. That's, and that's a, that's, that's a genuine mind blowing, uh, thing. Um, and especially as, and that's, there's a lot of things that, that we have to kind of like infer from this, from this, uh, um, uh, specific verse, like we're, we're kind of inferring that like, this is like a great race of, of galactic people and, and, and they're guarding their sector of, of the universe and, and, and they've, they've have you know, mercenaries that are disposable units and, and they've got, you know, their, their armies that and their scouts that, that aren't able to hold back the forces of the Hive. And, and for them to, for, for something of that high of a, not just a societal hierarchy, but even like an intelligence thing, right? Like mm-hmm. to have the intelligence of, of having a, a universal um, defense network to come to the conclusion of, hey, genocide's the only way to, to, to stop the Hive that's that's a that's a pretty powerful thing
1: and they they refer to this system of planets that they are guarding as the ecumene uh, which I I is is in the reading and I intentionally skipped it because I wanted to look up how to pronounce it uh, and I, I'm like is 70% it, sure I'm right uh,
0: is it ecumene or, or, or um? Oh, there's, I've, I've heard another way of it pronounced for some reason. For some reason, ec- ecumine is, is, is what's coming to my head, but... Well, what's... Ec- ecumine? Yeah, we're trying to... That's right, people. We're trying to figure out the pronunciation <laughs> of a fake freaking word it's that Bungie fake. came up with. It's not fake. Uh, what? did
1: not make it up. Uh, God dang it. Now I am trying to see... Here, if I'm if thinking things like... How to, uh, if there's like a pronunciation... Is it Latin?
0: Uh, It is Greek um god dang it just like the i i yeah. te- all right all right okay <laughs> some, somebody else i'm there. gonna do a call back to our very like first or second episode where we were talking about the glycon and we were convinced that some intern there was obsessed with greek mythology the bungee staff <laughs> themselves are obsessed with greek mythology and that's that's it that's full stop. I'm I'm saying that somewhere in one of their writing staff some dude is like a Greek mythologist major and he's like I've got to put my my and and this is nothing to downplay all of you Greek mythology majors out there, but he's sitting out there like I've got to put my my college degree to work somewhere or mom and dad are going to yell at me. And so this is what he did, which fucking cool, right? Like I mean that's like how how? Oh, there's no cooler it. way to put it. like you're right there's like no cooler way to put it together but at the same time you're like really <laughs> this is all just greek stuff so
1: uh ek um it appears to be how it's pronounced and it is uh greek meaning the inhabited portion of an earth or celestial object as distinguished from the uninhabited uninhabited portion so um they're they're essentially saying basically
0: that, just put that on a uni- on a on a larger scale past the size of an earth yeah so That's they're quite uh, that too
1: they're calling this system they're referring to the the system as the ecumene but it's essentially just like the the habitable you know habitable bits of this galaxy or this we don't know how large sure. they're guarding but
0: that's, um, and that's the other thing, too, is we don't really have a reference of, of the size right. of their guarding, because they, they mentioned 17 planets. Well, hell, Aurix was like, hey, we blew up 318 planets.
1: Right. like there's So,
0: I mean, clearly movie. this is not like the entire universe type thing. This is, this is probably more than, I would think it'd be more than a solar system, uh, just by nature of having, of 17 of X number of planets being converted or destroyed or whatever. Yeah. So I I would think it would be at least galaxy size, if not possibly a couple of galaxies.
1: Yeah. So uh, the next verse, verse three, six, we kind of see the uh, fallout of the battles between this, uh, this, you know, defense force against the hive from the, and this is being told from the perspective of the hive citizens again so verse 3 6 star by star by star beneath a green fire sky in the throne world of king aurix our lords embrace we the hive watch as savathun puts her arm around shivu arath and shivu arath clasps forearms with aurix and aurix takes savathun by the shoulder They are huge, huge, and they burn with furious power. But this embrace weakens and despises us. Never before have we despised our lords. Have they failed us? We the hive have been driven back world by world. I am at my end, Savathun says, I plot and I plan But i cannot gather enough bloodshed to feed my worm and the harder i try the hungrier it becomes i slaughter and kill shivu arath says but the harder i fight the more my worm demands i too am at my end the ecumine war angels have killed me so many times auric says that i dare not go out into the universe lest I need my might to protect myself. My worm chews at my soul in hunger. Is this the end of our crusade? Are we the hive unworthy to exist? Shivu Arath puts down her great head. We should retire and gather our strength. Savathun closes her eyes in puzzled defeat. We should beg the worm, our God, to tell us what to do. But King Aurix, who knows best the beauty of the final shape, roars at them. Have you learned nothing? Would you deny our purpose? Whatever we do, we will do by killing, by an act of war and might. That is the final arbiter we serve that violent arbiter, and if we turn away from it, we deserve to be eaten. No, we must obey our natures. We must be long-sighted and cunning and strong. We must take this gift, the worm our God has given us, this challenge, and find a way to keep existing. But how will we feed our worms? Shivu Arath asks i know says cunning savathun i know a way but it won't work unless we are killing the ecumene by the billions how can we beat them if we cannot beat their strengths says sivu arath we must infect their weaknesses but they are lords of matter and physical law i know a way king auric says but it will require great power, more power than any one of us can claim. Then kill me, says Shivu Arath, and use that killing logic, the power you prove, by killing something as mighty as me. So King Awerx took up his blade and beheaded Shivu Arath. And strangle me, says Savathun, holding a blade behind her back, Use that killing logic and the cunning you prove by killing something as smart as me. But King Aurex turned with the speed and might of Shivu Arath and beheaded Savathun before she could move. King Aurex was the first navigator with the map of death. These were true deaths, for they happened in the sword world. Then he went to the worm named Akka that's the end of that verse. Holy cow. So this
0: bit So they they were convinced that they were at the end, like the fact mm-hmm. that the fact that all three of them were like uh, it was basically like the prophecy come true, right? Like yep. very much we've reached the end of our our feeding like no matter how much I I knowledge I gain, I can't I, I can't feed my worm no matter how much war, how much killing I do, I can't feed my worm. No matter how much cunning I do, I can't feed my worm. And they're all like, this, this has got to be the end. And even, and so at first I, I thought that this was being written, Uh, I was trying to figure out what perspective this was being written from, Uh, but it definitely seems like it was written from like a lower hive. Like, yeah. you know, are, are you betraying us by embracing each other? Like, are you, like you've taught us this whole time to, You know, sword logic, highest, you know, last thing that alive is best. And now you're trying to create like a universal whatever, like what, what the hell? And yeah, that's holy cow.
1: Yeah. So this bit has always confused me a little bit. And I, maybe as we read through um, together and kind of bounce ideas off and and dissect things a little bit, uh, it'll become clearer. But it has always bothered me for this section in particular when Aurix kills both of both of his sisters and it is described as a true death for it happened in the sword world. And there's two things right. that bothered me about that. Okay. The, the first one being if this is a true death, then how do they come back? Because they do. Spoilers.
0: Um, right. Right. And it, hey guess what the current season says they've come back <laughs> right
1: <laughs> it, it kind of describes how they came back but i it, it later in the book but it it just doesn't make sense to me with the rules that we know
0: um i was gonna say is is this one of those because video game Because if that's if that's literally the logic here i will be mildly upset i don't
1: believe that's what's happening um Okay. I believe something else is going on. There is an actual like in game or, or in universe reasoning. I just don't think we have enough information maybe to understand the mechanics of, of that process. Um,
0: okay. But the other- I'm very much with you on that on that line of thought too. like if and, and throughout the entire time, they even say like if you're killed in your throne world, that's it. that yeah. is a true death. you are gone. like you're, you you are officially dead. So the... and we, we hell, we even see that in game too like we kill we kill Nokris in his throne world we kill um mm-hmm. hell we killed oryx in his throne world right or yeah or did we
1: yeah that that was don't don't you do that <laughs> don't you do that um yes we killed oryx the bastards dead uh... <laughs> Although the sisters can come back. Or did we? Who knows? Oh, oh, (laughs) no! (laughs) See, I'm going to turn it right around on you. Um,
0: He did it. He did it. I'm screwed. Uh,
1: (laughs) No, the the other thing that bugs me about this particular (laughs) entry and their deaths is it's described as a true death because it happened in a sword world. Uh, And at the very beginning of the verse, it says beneath a green fire sky in the throne world of King Aurex. So that means they are not in Savathun's throne world or Shivu Aras' throne world. They're in Aurex's throne world. Yet they're describing it as a true death because it happened in a throne world. Does that mean that if you kill a hive in any throne world that you have killed them permanently, not just their own specific one?
0: Or so is that that's that 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 to me would be the reason why they could come back
1: because it wasn't in like their Aurich's, throne
0: world. Aurix if this is being written from the point of view of a disciple, mm-hmm. so so let's 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 take a couple of, of of points here. Number one, if it's being written by the point of view of a disciple, the disciple only knows what the teacher is telling them. The teacher says, "If you die in a throne world, it's a true death," because that's the only thing the teacher has been taught up until this point. Right, like yeah. that's that's what the that's what the three sisters have been told by the worm gods and by every piece of logic that they've come across. that says if you die in 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 the throne world, they never specify in your throne world. Um, then that's it. That's a true death. So the disciple sees that as oh, they've died in a throne world. That's a true death. Now, if it is from the point of Aurix, who could possibly know? See, I I don't even think that Aurix would know because he because even he thinks it's a true death. If this is written a little bit from the point of view of Aurix, he is convinced that this is a true death. So I think I think this is more manipulation on the Worm God's part, in that it you in order to truly be killed, you have to be killed in your own throne world. Because to me, if you're killed in somebody else's throne world, who the hell cares? Your mind is still gonna or your soul or whatever is still, still gonna, gonna, gonna go find back. its way back to your yeah. Right, because you built it like the that it's it's that ayat thing, right? Like it, it's so let it be written, so let it be done. Mm-hmm. That throne world is the reason you exist, and so the to me the only way to eradicate the person or entity um, that that throne world is tied to is to kill them in their own throne world. So that way, in their own logic, in their own mind, they are dead.
1: That would make a certain amount of sense. Um, I think just—that's—that's that's what I would say. We just need to keep this bit in mind to go back to and reference uh, when we reach the part in the Books of Sorrow where uh, Savithir and Shibu Rath show back up.
0: Because um, spoilers, they come back. They—they they come back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't been playing the current season, they come back. <laughs> yeah. So,
1: but I. I think I think that's a really good idea, and I, I want to see if it lines up with the information that we're given later on, because um, I think it does from my you know just remembering, um, but yeah, I think there's that, there's that info to dig into
0: there. that's, sure absolutely so that's that's what that's I'm gonna go with that idea, and that's that's gonna be my even if later on they're like because video game I'm gonna be like no fuck that it's because of this because yeah, this I'm, makes more sense making
1: up my own my own reason. I'm um, I'm gonna
0: make my own reason up and you can't stop me. Yeah. Take Na-na-na. that, Bungie. I defy your logic and make my own.
1: No no no. so essentially <laughs> none of them have, have power um, on their own to to overcome this uh ecumene uh defenders and sure. fight the, the hunger of their worm. So uh, Aurix kills his sisters to absorb their power and become, you know, three times as powerful in, in one person. And then he goes to their worm, uh, to the worm named Akka. Uh, now remember, Yol is the like, we're, we're like, the, the like king the slash queen worm. We're predicting the king slash queen worm. <laughs> um, Akka, Zol, Er, and Ur, er, uh, I think I got those right, are the four were presuming to be like sibling worms that were born under yep. Yol in some fashion
0: when a mommy worm and a daddy worm love each other very much
1: oh oh, oh, oh. all right mind, mind blow mind <laughs> oh, blowing oh uh, god mind blowing
0: time <laughs> you can't you can't do that right after that no 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 <laughs> no,
1: no it, it works it works trust me uh
0: so oh, I mean, we, we when a mommy worm d- and a daddy worm love each other, we know it works because there are baby <laughs> worms.
1: <laughs> no, that's kind of the thread I'm going on. Okay, we theorized... Oh, shit. <laughs> we theorized that the the worms reaching, like, power maturity to the point where they were going to devour uh, Auryx and Sabathun and Shibu Arath was maybe their way of of procreating, of having know other worm gods come into existence okay if Yol is the first worm and the progenitor of all other Ooh. worms and we now have Akka and zol and ur and ire does that mean they have done this with the species before to get those four worms that's, to come into existence
0: that's what i was getting at before that's where i was like i think that is where those four worms have come from something even more ancient, mm-hmm. and that to me leads me back to the idea that Fundament was a prison. Yeah,
1: I, I yes, yes, all of that.
0: That uh, is that is what's leading me back to that. That's that's what there's there's and th- these are very 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 fine threads to tug on, right? Like, oh yeah you can pick them up you can pick them apart and they'll they'll just shatter in front of you but if you if you kind of look through it and go okay well we we know that the worms eventually will devour the um the the thing that they are inhabiting because of by very nature of the sword logic and and that worm logic that it it it, it's i i I, I don't know that it's worm logic more than anything I, i think it is just sword logic um but by very nature of that you will eventually reach a point where your cup is too full and, and they are drinking too fast and you can't mm-hmm. pour it fast enough to get them fed. And so they will just devour you as, as a whole. And then that we are theorizing that that is the way that a new worm God is quote unquote born. Um, because it's not when a mommy worm loves a daddy worm, apparently. <laughs> uh, thank God we didn't look into that onus onicism. Um, well, I guess that would be onism if it's just
1: <laughs> I mean, as far as we know, they just the, the larvae just pop out of y'all, so like Boop!
0: <laughs> with that, that very satisfying boop! <laughs> uh, boop. No. Uh <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> and, and we've de evolved now. <laughs> no. Uh... <laughs> so so if so if we go off of that logic, I I and the 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 fact that um, uh, yol is the one introducing the other worms like it, it very much seems that way it, to me it seem like we always thought of it as as the idea of like the worms may not physically exist in the center of fundament like mm-hmm. they're just there could just be like a, a a black hole or or singularity or something there that they are projecting themselves through because they they there's not fully understanding concepts of words and stuff like that so it's it it, we thought of them very much as like being of the deep um very similar to the nine right like the nine don't really the the whole reason they're using zur is because they they just need a body like they they don't know what a body is so they've created this thing and since that that's like that's the whole thing we've theorized why zur doesn't have a face because they don't they don't have a perception of what a face is right and so they they don't know what to put there they just Um, know that
1: the face moves to portray you know emotions or speech so they're like okay just make it move all the time just
0: just make it wiggle that's that's Um,
1: how it works apparently
0: uh yep and then Zer's just up there going wiggle 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 (laughs) (laughs) no that's not no uh, <laughs> now he's just doing
1: it with star horse like, star horse is standing li- next to him. Li-
0: <laughs> It's it's theorized right that? now it's creepy. that's <laughs> that <laughs> it's theorized right now that star horse is actually in control of Zer right now cuz he every time you're standing next to him he's like my limbs are not my own anymore uh-huh. like or, or stuff like that and it very much seems like star star horse is in control now. Yep. Um <laughs> Starhorse for Vanguard. <laughs> I fucking love the <laughs> dynamic they've created with the two of them. And it's, it's, it's so great. great. Um, cause it's, it's, it's really like the, you know, is Pat Sajak or Vanna White running the show? <laughs> well, Pat Sajak is just sitting up there talking. He ain't doing shit. Vanna's walking across the board, binging the letters up there. She's the, if she wasn't there, who'd bing the letters, but,
1: There'd be no freaking show. I'm just saying, Zer's been around for like seven plus years, and he ain't ever brought us any treasure chests until Star Horse showed up. So, you know. I oh, think it's shit. It's pretty clear who's who's actually giving the rewards.
0: Because uh, the last <laughs> treasure chest that showed up was from the Cabal. Mind blown. <laughs> now that we've completely uh, derailed okay. uh <laughs> so, back to the worm gods back,
1: back to the worm gods so all right
0: i do i do like that theory like 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 the, there's these very thin threads that we can pull on to kind of come to this this not necessarily correct conclusion but plausible. not a far-fetched yeah, yeah definitely a plausible conclusion like it 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 by using the logic that we've, that we've been given so far to, to feed that forward. And I, th- I think that, yeah, I, I like that idea. Maybe that, maybe that is. Yeah. And, and, and then, I mean, cause we even talked about it before the worm gods are immortal and as far to as an know, immortal, yeah. right? Like to an immortal, hell what's 24,000 years. Right. That's... You know, like that's just a blink of an eye to them.
1: Well, and don't they describe as having been trapped in Fundament for millions? I want to say they, millions. They say something along millions
0: those lines. of years. So that's and that I'm I'm leading. This is this this is leading me more to the idea that Fundament was a prison and that the Leviathan was a prison guard, and and but a prison guard that didn't want to take away free will. Yeah. Right. Like there's, there's 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 definitely an analogy there to be made about the the whole idea of, well, I'm telling you that the thing behind this door is bad. So go away and preventing you from going in there versus, hey, there's something behind this door. This is the way it works. There's also something behind that door over there. And this is the way that works. Yeah, it was. And just walk away with facts like yeah. like that's it, I that, it's interesting there. To, to think of that as a man that's it's yeah
1: i oh
0: man that's good that's good i like these theories i like to, these theories
1: to to piggyback off that a little bit maybe we're kind of maybe we're, we're correct on both counts um with the worms so i i think it's it's described i'd have to go back and and re-read or or re-listen to one of our previous episodes uh boom self plug <laughs> where um <laughs> yol specifically is described as like not being in the same plane of existence um when right. when they go into the core of fundament however it's assumed that the other four worms zol aka and are just wherever yol is maybe that's not the case maybe yol is maybe in the maybe that's not deep the case and still is in the deep but the ones that are actually physically trapped in our existence are the, the four sibling worm gods. Uh, and that was the goal was to get them
0: out. There it is. There it is. I damn it. Always with the better. There it is. That's, I think
1: that makes a lot of sense.
0: I think that's it. I think that is, I think that is it. Because then that would, oh man, holy shit. I think that's it.
1: And they they never, like looking at how they talk, they never refer to the worm gods. They always say the worm, our god, singular, which I think is Yol. Ah. And they, they never interact with Yol directly. And even when Aurix has gained all this power, he goes to the worm, Aka not right. not yol not their patron he goes not to yol yeah maybe because aka is the is one of the only worms that's corporeal in this reality maybe they literally can't get to yol outside of communicating with him
0: or through who, the through the singularity
1: through the singularity or through the rituals that they've been taught at this point
0: holy shit dude this is <laughs> holy shit Oh man, this is, (laughs) this is good. This is good. I like, I like this. We're going to, we're going to roll with this theory for a while and, and and see how it tastes. Until something Uh, comes
1: around that, that, you know, casts doubt on that. I I kind of like that, that version of things in, in my head canon, at least.
0: Um, That's, that's what I'm going with. That's what I'm going with. That seems like the, the most plausible thought there comes to the, oh man, man. Whoo Shivers, <laughs> man. This is this is good. This when we hit those good moments, right, where we where we put all these little tiny puzzle pieces together, and we come up with this picture of like, well, if we go with all this logic, this is the evidence. You know, th- yeah. this is the evidence we're presented with. This is what we have to. This is what you know. It's like a computer: info in, info out. Like that's it's just you know, we, we you, you feed us the pieces, and we'll put them together, and we'll come up with this picture of what we think. And I. I Oh man, Ooh, that's that's good. That's, yeah, good. I, I like, that's good. I
1: like that. I like that. So we'll we'll see if it if that theory holds water as we keep going here, but I uh, but I like that for now. So the the next verse I like that is three seven. Um, so Aurex has killed his sisters, absorbed their powers. Now we're going to go to the worm Aka, and the next verse um, is from the perspective of the Ecumene. Uh, group again it's called eat the sky emergency imperative all militarized units attend 120 proof fight or flight encoding or face certain catastrophic defeat the ecumene crisis council is now online attention as of radial 990 groove zero the Hive has launched a staggering counterattack across the spinward frontier. Perimeter, militia, and shock fleets report total casualty. We anticipate total ecumene disintegration-slash-extinction within 220 years. The Hive entity, Aurash, is deploying a paracausal ontopathogenic antipath- weapon- that infects and subverts ecumene forces the weapon operates on individual targets targets are abducted and returned as compliant hive slaves with inexplicable and physically illegal abilities all ecumene clients should immediately devote all economic and cognitive resources to a countermeasure fight hard we stop the hive here or our galaxy is devoured. Holy shit! So this, so
0: this is this is this is the beginning. Th- 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 now we have to draw a fine line here because this is this is not the Taken. Well, I think it might be. I think this, this is this might poss- be the first take. This is this is possibly the beginning of the thought of Taken because, and the only reason why I say this is because. Aurix is not the Taken King. Oryx is the Taken King.
1: Correct. However, I think they're doing this thing based on what the next verse is. Um, the next verse is the discussion between Aurix and Akka. So I I kind of feel like what they're doing is that thing where they, uh, they show, like, these are the results of this, you know, discussion first and, <laughs> and then they show and, and, then, how it, and then how it like they there. do the
0: three weeks prior yeah yeah <laughs> like like in a movie where it's like the three weeks prior thing yeah okay mm-hmm. all right so all right i could see i could see it that way too yeah i think so maybe maybe this is the is. first taken because because so obviously obviously the 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 thought of him well the the first thing is the paracausal, right well yeah um
1: pericausal, um and i need to look this up because it actually shows up in a couple places not paracausal i know what that is um but the Ontopathogenic weapon, uh, because that shows up in a number of uh, areas.
0: With would, onto... would that would that be like the on, onto? Fuck, I'm gonna fuck this word up. <laughs> okay. Ontithologic weapon.
1: I I think similar, as but a, not quite.
0: As opposed to ontogonal? <laughs>
1: Guess what, guys? We found a word that Bungie actually made up. Uh
0: get the fuck <laughs> out. Damn it.
1: <laughs> pathogenic or ontopathogenesis, uh the only results that show up for it are Destiny grim cards.
0: <laughs> of course. Of um, course. So I'm I'm going to think it as is I'm going to think of it as as a uh, as kind of the beginning thoughts of the ontological weapon. So if we so now this this is something that we can we can try to break this down right in, in terms of what we think that this means. Well, there, there is a definition given.
1: Um, so from Bungie, uh, onto pathogenesis is the power to infect one's existence. Interesting. And so they're saying a paracausal. So, you know, something that has a reaction, you know, a, a, Reaction without a cause uh, that yep. you know, creates something without a, a cause for that creation. Um, a paracausal weapon that infects the existence of ecumene forces. It abducts individual targets and returns them as compliant hive slaves with physically Ill- illegal abilities, with paracausal abilities
0: paracausal abilities. Yep. So th- as soon as you said the physically illegal, that's where I was like, that's they're using paracausal abilities. Yeah. So and the only other thing that we know that has used paracausal abilities are the taken. So I think, I think you're right then. I think this is like a, Hey, this is happening three weeks earlier. At next verse. Like that's, yeah. I think that's what's going on here.
1: Yeah. They're, they're showing off that like whatever our ex did worked and they're going to now win this war with the Ecumene, but now they're going to show you like, how did he get there? Um, How
0: the hell did he do this?
1: And that is verse 3-8, uh, which is titled King of Shapes.
0: Oh, we're getting into the deep stuff now. Every every one of these books or, or every one of these sets of books, like three like three one three like like verse dot zero through like dot seven is like the build-up, build up, build up, build up, build up, build-up. Build up. And then like now, like three eight and three it's it's what basically like three seven three eight and three nine those are usually the last those are usually uh the three parts of the book um and looking and those forward, are the meaty ones
1: we we've got probably like three or four meaty ones in a row here actually uh hot so that's what she said verse
0: three. <laughs> god damn it uh god damn it <laughs> You knew you do, you knew it. You you do it as soon yeah. as you said meaty. Like maybe it'll slip under the over.
1: radar. Maybe if I don't acknowledge you, no, it, he won't. No, oh, no, sir.
0: No. This <laughs> radar is always active, baby. <laughs> Damn it. Well, there goes demonetization. Mister <laughs> this, uh, this Justin, we have an opening
1: for another co-host on the show.
0: Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs>
1: I know all the passwords. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> this
0: is, this is This is why I love you. Oh. You are the best.
1: All right. So, ser- serious, so serious, verse, ver-
0: ser- serious, serious face. So, <sighs>
1: uh, versus. Serious face.
0: Serious
1: face. Versus. Serious face. You couldn't even say it with serious <laughs> no. face. No. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> All right. Verse 3 8, King of Shapes. King of Shapes.
1: Uh, this is the coronation of Oryx, the Taken King. It happened thus In the cold abyss of the sword world, King Aurash walked under a cloak of green fire. He walked through the sky, and the sky shuddered and froze beneath his feet. He walked until he found Akka, the Worm of Secrets, who was denying a truth until it became a lie. Akka, my God, Worm of Secrets, I am Aurix, sole King of the Hive. I have come to receive a secret. I want the secret power of the deep, which you hold. I give no secrets said Aka, whose very voice was in code. No, said Aurex, you give nothing. Giving is for the sky. You worship the deep, which asks that we take what we need. Aka said nothing, because if it denied this truth, the truth might become false. But you gave us your larvae, the worm, said Aurex. And that is why the worm devours us now, because it was given, not taken. So I must take what I need from you, although you are my god. Said Akka, you have not the strength. But this was a lie. Aurix had killed Savathun, his sibling, and Shivu Arath, his sibling, and he had the sword logic of killing them. Aurex, the first navigator, set upon his god with his sword and his wounds, and cut Aka to pieces, and took from those pieces the secret of calling upon the deep. He wrote this secret on a set of tablets, which he called the Tablets of Ruin, and he wore them about his waist. Then Aurex said, Now I may speak to the deep, the beautiful final shape. I will be king of shapes. I will learn all the secrets of our destiny. His speech to the deep is not recorded here, but it is known that he returned, and he said now I am Oryx, the Taken King, and I have the power to take life and make it my own. Then he went out into the universe and fought the ecumene with his tablets. And the worm, his god, was pleased.
0: There it is. Whew. That's that's the moment. So that's so so. This is this is the official beginning of Oryx, the Taken this is, King. This he is the, uh, came came coronation. up to Akka. Mm-hmm. Yep, coronation. Yep. Uh, he came up to Akka, said, "Hey, look, I there's something you haven't been telling us." I know, I know because I am of the knowledge, like my worm is of the knowledge. I know that there is something that you are not telling us. And by very nature of the worm not answering, that just basically confirmed it to him. And he said, all right, well, I since since our worms are gifted to us, that's of the sky. Like the whole idea of giving power, of giving inability uh, or giving life or whatever, that is of the sky. Well, we, we don't worship the sky. We worship the deep and therefore, we have to take in order to gain what, what we need. Uh, and so that's, that's where he comes up and he's just like, I'm, I'm taking it. And the, the worm God kind of like looks at him like, all right. <laughs> Try me. <laughs> oh, you and what, you and what army? And Horx goes, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's... And so, yeah, so he, he kills him and, and, and thus by nature of killing him, uses the sword logic as a taking force um, and, and but and it even says we have no idea how he learned this, how he learned the ability to take. We just know that because of doing in doing this he was able to commune with the deep and the deep somehow taught him how to how to take and that's where the origins of the taken come from
1: yes the taken are specifically from the power to take is specifically from or taught from the deep the darkness the entity uh the
0: entity yep and so which is what which is what we keep leading we keep thinking i I say we i I know i'm definitely of the mindset of this i think that at some point in time in destiny's future one of the darkness powers that we will gain will have something to do with Taken. I don't think that we will... I don't think it's going to be a direct mirror of it. Like, I don't think we're just going to walk around and go, hey, whoop, now I've got five hive fighting for me. What up, bitch? Yeah. Uh, I don't think that's how it's going to be. I think it's going to be something similar in the thought of, like, you know, maybe as you're, sh- as you're using your abilities on something, it will be a quick, you know, maybe maybe a quick thing that happens where, like, it, it renders them you know useless for a little bit or something I, I don't know like this this is all just complete speculation but I I do think that because that power was learned directly from the deep and we take our ability of stasis from the deep um, mm-hmm. and and again the, the, we we have three ways of describing the deep that we have the deep, the place, deep the entity and deep the tool I think that the deep the entity who lives in the deep the place will teach, deep the tool to anything that that it sees fit uh to teach to and so by very nature of taking for for Auryx to kill akka to kill a god like that's that's i think that's a that's a big thing to be stated to kill a worm god and and take from it right not it, it it like when i said you and what army it wasn't an army it was literally just him he just said no, nah, i got this and just goes at him and 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 boom worm god dead and so by very nature of that he, the the deep for for whatever reason found him worthy by i and i say for whatever reason it we we know the reason it's because of sword logic because mm-hmm. of the the thought of sword logic aurix has now proven himself stronger than a god thus be, thus not being able to control godlike powers, but thus um, ha- having the ability of being granted godlike powers.
1: And it's an interesting idea. So he kills Akka, takes all of Akka's secrets, writes them on these these tablets of ruin, uses those tablets to commune with the the darkness, the entity, um yeah but is he then given the knowledge by this entity on how to take
0: like that's the thing like did he just take the knowledge right Um, oh because if it was given to him that'd be of the sky
1: right and it is another contradiction uh holy shit so but we don't know the manner of how he might have we taken
0: don't. that knowledge. Every everything about that conversation that he had with the deep is is has been stricken from rick record. record. There's not no recorded. nowhere has it been it's not recorded anywhere. Like it's there's no nothing. There's literally nothing of it. It's it's he it, the as far as, as far as timeline events, he walks up in his throne world, finds Akka, kills Akka, disappears for well, I'm gonna say disappears for X number of time comes back and says, Hey, look what I can do. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: It sounds just um, like that too. He, he made yep, the exactly like sound that. too.
1: Exactly like that. hundred uh, percent like that. The other thing that I think is interesting here, their description of Akka and how Akka works is almost like a reverse Ahamkara.
0: Right. Um, because like every time t- every like the way you're describing it made it seem I'm like, this is this is Ahamkara stuff. Like it, it was very, very similar.
1: But it's yeah, it's kind of but like I said, it's it's reverse, whereas whatever Akka speaks is now been spoken into existence and to be judged as true or false. But everything that and it is no longer a secret essentially once it's spoken out yep. loud it's no longer a secret um and by by not saying something it can't be judged one way or the other and thus its answer remains secret uh which is kind of like i said it's kind of reverse of what ahamkara do like they want
0: well and and even more than that too like if he speaks it falsely then it is a lie yes then it is a lie like that's the 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 fact that that's like that that is stated to me definitely leads more to that idea of a a mirror ahamkara or a reverse mm-hmm. ahamkara right like that's and and that just that to me just leads like they that just leads more credence to that ahamkara are basically the worm gods of the light
1: so i've got a i've got another little tidbit here
0: um If you break my logic one more time.
1: (laughs) So Akka, the worm of secrets, who does not speak his secrets for fear of them becoming a lie and guards them very closely and speaks in riddles or in literal code in, in this description. God damn it sounds pretty similar to a blue queen that's currently inhabiting the realm the helm at the moment and her whole philosophy around secrets now i i don't know that right. there's any direct connection between the two but <sighs> they may have both been drawing on the same kind of power here
0: mars a warm god <laughs> i'm just going to say it or mars a warm god
1: or at least understands maybe the same you know the the same philosophy of the the worm god of secrets
0: um and that's that's an interesting thought too that if she does have that level of understanding there right like cuz she she very much has that idea of the spoken word in itself is a lie right like it's all a, like even what you're saying, even what you mean, what you say is, is very, very, um, hideable, right? Like it, it it, it just, just the, like, and that was the whole reason why she spoke in riddles and codes when she spoke to her brother, Uldren is because then Uldren would know, like there, there was a, there was a deeper understanding there than just like a, Mm -hmm. Hey, how you doing? Like even, Hey, how you doing? Was a, was, was a, You know a bag of a a mixed bag of of whatever yeah you know like it it, it could have been like uh hey how you doing could have been like oh shit the world's going to shit uh we need to get the hell out of here like that could have been the true meaning of that like she
1: intentionally Whereas anyone else always and even now always speaks ambiguously whenever she can um
0: as much as she can because absolutely we've seen that all exactly exactly and and the fact that there is a worm god of secrets and that is his power like that is that i i think that she i think whatever happened to her from the time that she booped the the light and and dropped into the distributary whatever amount of time that passed there because we we genuinely don't have any time and because the distributary itself has is a distorted time space like that's it's hard to judge time there um I think because she was being influenced by darkness and light that she inherently has some bits of darkness in her. Oh yeah. Like, absolutely. I mean, that's like, obviously if she can freeze something using stasis, like that's, I mean, that's, that's kind of like the telltale. I don't want to say that's the telltale sign, right? Because it, but she can't use, I've never seen her use anything of light. So I'm curious if, She always says that the Awoken are of light and dark. What if they are only of dark?
1: I mean, all of the Awoken would only know whatever she wanted them to know when she created the distributary. Yeah, exactly. She she could have implanted any idea in their head as an absolute truth, and they there's no way that they would know any different.
0: It and not not even there's no way that they would know. They they cannot know. Yeah, like they would fundamentally. She created believe them.
1: Believe in the core
0: of their being. Yes, she set whatever, whatever she thought up. That's what they believe. So, so even even Mar, it's man. That that's kind of a mind blowing concept, right? Like, what if the entirety of Maricena is a lie?
1: It's very possible.
0: Like, or 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 not necessarily a lie. Like maybe it's half truths.
1: It, we we get into one of those things though where. With with all of these lore books, with the exception of some things like uh Truth to Power, um and as we'll see later on, at least pieces of the Books of Sorrow, uh, it's what we I don't disagree with the whole like it might be an inaccurate uh narrator or, or an unreliable narrator, but we could apply that logic to almost every lore card in the game. Literally every book. And and it right. becomes you know, at that point, it's you know, it, it turns into just spinfoil foil hat around everything. i
0: was supposed to say. Uh, i was supposed to say. Then it just becomes spinfoil foil hat hour, and we'll yeah. just, I'll just walk around the house with tin foil on my head. At that point, so I'm like, let's go. Uh, yeah, no, you, I, you're absolutely right. Like, it's, it's. It, I think that's something that that. <laughs> I get I get too involved in it, and I get too deep into the lore, and then I'm like, well, this has got to be re- like this. This, but at the end of the day, this obviously this is a video game. Like this is this is a story being told very very vaguely, yeah. <laughs> and I think it's done that way so they can create more content, right? Like that's oh, if, if I tell yeah. a story, if I tell a story very poignant from point A to point B to point C to point D, I can't I can't change any of that because then somebody somewhere. And that somebody somewhere is going to be 90% of the community you've been feeding this to is going to yell at you for it. And then you can't create content out of out of thin air with that. You have to do a continuing story. Whereas like with this, the, the way that the story of Destiny is told to us, there are parts that they can pull from at any given time and say, okay, well, let's expand on this idea rather than let's tell a story. Right, like even even the even the the stranger, even the exo stranger, and Clovis Bray, mm-hmm. and all of Braytech, and all of Deepstone Crypt, we're still like we 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 kind of know what what went on there, and 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 everything. We don't have a full story.
1: No, because like we, we it, only ever have the perspective. Whatever Bray, whatever of that were Bray, to try and like fill in. Yeah,
0: the books. yeah, yeah. And so that's, and that, that's, a, that's an interesting thought there too, to, to tell a story from the perspective of many people to try to fill in as many blanks as you can. It, it, it's, it very much comes down to that logic of, you know, the, the, the victors, what, what is, what is it? The,
1: the victors, right? Oh, I've said it
0: before. Something like that, you know, like is written by is written by the victors. There you go. There you go. That's, that's it. Um, yeah. That's why I have you're you the smart one on this of the two of us. I'm just I just make that's what she said though, jokes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Uh, <laughs>
1: so I we're, I'm not sure which direction I want to take this because we only have one verse left in book three, but uh, verse three nine. We actually have done really well tonight
0: uh, getting through well let's 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 knock it out Um, let's knock out three nine tonight i'm 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 looking at time right now we're looking at about 20 more minutes here uh yeah let's go ahead and let's go ahead and dive into this one
1: so verse three nine carved in ruin oryx made war on the ecumene for a hundred years at the end of those hundred years he killed the ecumene council on the fractal wreath and from their blood rose Sivu Arath, saying, I am war, and you have conjured me back with war. Oryx was glad, for he loved Shivu Arath. The Ekumine wailed in grief. Then Oryx and Shivu Arath made war on the Ekumine for forty years. At the end of those forty years, Oryx said to the Dakua nest, "'I am jealous of my sibling, Shivu Arath. "'Help me kill her.' "'And in desperation they agreed. "'But he drove the nest into a trap, "'and they were made extinct. "'From their ashes rose cunning Savathun, "'saying, I am trickery, "'and you have conjured me back with trickery. "'Oryx was glad, for he loved Savathun. "'The ecumene fled into the void.' When they made war, Then they made war on the Ecumene for a thousand years and exterminated them so wholly that nowhere except in this book are they remembered, this book and the mind of Tawix, who was not found. And Savathun said, King Oryx, how will we feed our worms? Did you use my plan?" Oryx told the hive, I am the Taken King and here is my law. You thrall, each of you will claw and scream and kill what you can. Take enough killing to feed your worm and a little more to grow. Tithe the rest to the acolyte who commands you. You acolytes lead your thrall in battle. Take enough killing to feed your worm, and a little more to grow, and take the tithe of the thrall you lead. Then tithe the remainder to the knight or wizard who commands you. Thus you pay tribute. You knights and wizards lead your followers in battle. Take enough devastation to feed your worm, and a little more to grow, and take the tithe of your followers. Then take another portion as much as you dare and use it for your own purposes. If it is too much, your peers will kill you and take it. Then tithe the remainder to the ascendant you serve. An ascendant will be those among the hive who gather enough tribute to enter the netherworld. They will pay a tithe to those above them. And thus the tribute will flow up the chain, so that Savathun and Shivu Arath and myself will be fed by a great river of tribute, and we will use that excess to feed our gods and to study the deep. Thus all worms will be fed as long as we continue our crusade. This is my law. I carve it thus in ruin.
0: Ayat. well they're shit
1: so some of this is just the description of how they get around their worms hunger which is they turn right. it into a, a pyramid scheme essentially uh, yep absolutely uh, just a just a yeah
0: yeah, yeah they're,
1: that's they're at the top and literally every single hive in existence trickles a little bit of their essence whatever it is that they're that their worms devour trickles a little bit up the chain and it, it all eventually reaches Oryx and Sabathun and Shiva Wrath. Um if
0: if I go around the world asking everyone for a penny, if there's six, you know, what, nine billion people in the world, I'll have yeah. nine billion pennies. Yeah, so yeah, that's
1: same same concept. Uh and the so And the
0: fact that he says like this the we will crusade like this th- this will basically happen for, the, for all eternity. Yeah, forever. Because our crusade will never stop.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, there's a couple things I find interesting about this. Uh, the first being that... Won't this still eventually run out? Maybe not you know you gotta it's think got think how to many eventually right? How many Thrall like, are out there and and whatnot and like every little bit will will feed everything up above them. but I would still think eventually if the hunger is exponential that it would it would hit the point where it doesn't matter how much tribute they're getting. Um,
0: but by very nature of it being exponential, it can still I can, well. I think when anytime I think of exponential, I think of an exponential graph, right? Yeah. Like starts off small and curves and curves, and soon that curve j- almost becomes a straight line up, but it never, it never comes parallel, right? Like it it content- It's it's still at an angle, albeit a very very minute angle. Yeah. And so thinking of that, it, like if we think if we think of this as a graph right like the 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 hunger being the exponential growth being that line that goes up and then as it as it goes away from zero uh on the on the x axis that would be like the 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 civilization of the universe and by very nature the universe it is infinite therefore that that hunger should theoretically be infinite
1: because they'll have infinite space to explore and conquer and thus for infinite worlds to feed them.
0: Now, that's not to say that they won't at, at certain points in time, you know, run out of things, run out of resources to feed off of and, and have to go, you know, hibernation mode type thing. Yeah. But then they just they just retreat into their throne worlds.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, that would that, that would be sense. my that would be my thought of this.
1: No, that, that doesn't make that, sense. That would be my now, I don't think my throne, logical breakdown of I don't this. think their throne worlds are like a protection, a hundred percent protection. From no, the no, 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 no. But no, it, no. I think it's I don't, implied I don't think that so the beast
0: like slows it down. Um it it, it it and and maybe maybe it's a uh... No, I, I I like that idea. Yeah, no, I like the idea of it just being like slowed down. Uh because and and, and so here's 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 some logic to go along with that then. If that, if that throne world is a little pocket dimension, right, time can pass however they want to in there. Yeah. I mean, we saw with yeah. the distributary 12.1 billion years. Well, if they've gone 24,000 years and they're just now starting to hit the point of like, oh, shit, we've hit exponential growth point, And then they war for another 100, 140 years, then another 1,000 years. So now we're looking at 25,140 years old. Yeah. And now they're like, hey, we've, we've come to a, a solution now. Well, twenty-four thousand years is nowhere near twelve billion years. Right. Yeah. You know. So that's like that to me says that in their own little pocket world, their own little pocket dimension of the ascendant plane that is their throne world, they, they time will pass however they want it to pass, and and for them they specifically want time to pass slower in there because that's what helps delay the worm uh, hunger, I would think, until they come upon the next bit of civilization the next bit of of life that they can consume and 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 kill and and feed that that hunger all the way up the chain to the three of them
1: yeah there's definitely some there's merit to that um
0: now this is where you come up with the cooler theory
1: no not not a cooler theory it's just (laughs) it's never specifically implied that there's a different passage of time in the ascendant right um and the distributary, I don't think, is in the ascendant plane. Uh, like, it, I don't think so either. It's a pocket dimension I think that in and of itself.
0: Inside of a black hole, yep. Um, which I, I think is different. Uh, so, so, okay. So, is time a function of this existence? Yes. Of our universe's existence? Because if it is, then that means that, like wherever the nine exists and wherever the worm gods exist and where the deep exists, time may not be a concept there, but time may not be a, a,
1: well, so yes and no, we're, we're going to get in the weeds a little bit here.
0: Um, Oh, I like the weeds.
1: So the only reason that I think the deep has a sense of time, um, maybe not in the way that, we do as like a ticking clock kind of time but time as a sure as a force you know as a universal force um okay and i say that because I uh, i theorize that stasis is the the manipulation and the stopping of the force of time um that being entropy that being entropy and they have to have some concept for that in order to be able to manipulate it
0: I, I like that theory. I like that idea. I I so yes.
1: So but we don't yes. we don't know, you know, time is relative. We don't know how they perceive right. it or how they Well, and even with even it. the
0: even the the galactic empire, cuz I'm not going to remember the Deccacau <laughs> whatever. Um Yeah, I'm not going to remember that. Uh <sighs> They even have some different uh, um, expression of time as well. They yeah. said like, what what was it like? Yeah, three hundred. They, I, I they can't list it in
1: like cycles and grooves. Um, yeah. Or radials, radials and grooves. Which you know, radial might be an orbit, but I'm not really sure what a groove would be. So.
0: Right, like, and and and, how long is that orbit? Right. Like for yeah. them, that's one orbit. Like that's one groove but i mean like a martian orbit is way different than an earth orbit yeah, yeah. you know every single one of our planets has a different time frame like like so that's but that's i mean that's that's all that's all a function of this universe right like because of the physics of this universe that is why they have different orbits yeah. like If, if, if there it's, it's hard, it's hard to, I, I I like both ideas here. I like the idea that by very nature of, of, of stasis being a function of the stoppage of time or, or the removal of entropy from an area or a being or something um, thus making it look as if they are freezing or frozen uh, in order to have that concept, you have to have a concept of time to begin with. I think that's where we in this existence, in this universe can use stasis in, in, its, in its form that we see it now. And that could, so that this could lead to two different things and I'll, I'll continue on with that here in a sec. Um, I also like the idea that time itself may not be any type of like, there may be genuinely no concept of that in the deep, or 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 in the darkness. So the reason why we are able to use stasis specifically as a as a deep the tool is because we have a concept of time. And so we are able to use stasis like we are able to use stasis. Yeah. But like and the fallen are able to use stasis because they are of this of this universe. We have no there there is no record now again, this is this is like, you know, well, this is like a known known, or this is like an unknown unknown, like right. shit we didn't know, we didn't know, we didn't know. Uh just because we've never been presented the evidence of it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist, right? The absence of evidence is not the evidence of absence. Mm-hmm. Um sorry, I'm going off on on pulp fiction ideas now, and this is <laughs> this is fantastic because this is actually working in my favor for once. Yeah. Um we've never been shown the deep using stasis. So True we have seen another form of the deeps power in the form of taken the hive have never used stasis but now that stasis is being used throughout the universe we're starting to see more and more entities in our universe using stasis we come we go into strikes and there's there's a you know the, the Hive all of a sudden have stasis hits. Like they're the, the, the Knights have stasis uh, uh, blasters. You know, like this this power that we were like, hey, the Fallen are trying to use this to conquer the universe and we need to stop them and and prevent that from happening. So then we start using it and then it's, we start seeing it all throughout the universe or at least our, the known Destiny universe. Um, that being all of the soul system, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but entities are starting to use that. And, and again, I like that idea of in order to use that ability, you would have to have some sort of concept of what you are manipulating, right? Because you can't just manipulate something with having, like, I, I, if, if I have no um, concept of the chemical makeup of a, I don't know, like a, a brick of lead. I and I don't know the chemical makeup of a brick of gold, I can't I can't change one into the other.
1: So using kind of piggybacking off this, trying to think about how this applies to the the Destiny universe and I think you made a really good point with the enemies are now only using stasis after we have or or after it was originally discovered by the fallen.
0: Oh shit, did I do a um, smart thing? you
1: absolutely did a smart thing. Uh, oh, <laughs> shit. I did it this time. Yes. Uh, so, so let's let's take that concept. My spot
0: My spot as co-host has been preserved. It's
1: been preserved for another week. Uh, <laughs> um, but no, let's let's take that yes. concept. Let's take that concept and apply it more broadly. So okay. the only enemies that we have seen thus far use stasis in the game are the fallen, which makes sense because Aramis had a way to control darkness for stasis.
0: Um Absolutely. For the fallen and we use. could explain those as we could explain those as Aramis's followers yeah. that want to see the the elixir rise again, and so they, they think that by using stasis that's how they will gain that's how they will bring right. prosperity to their people. Yeah, and they it, will gain it gives them their powers power. back.
1: Uh, the only yep. other two factions that I that I personally have seen use stasis are the Hive, which makes sense because it's a power of the darkness, and the Taken, yep. which makes sense because it's a power of the darkness. And the Taken are more or less going to do whatever they're instructed to do. Um, and if the Hive now, there's a thought. If the Hive know how to use stasis, presumably they know how to allow the Taken to use stasis, or how to like. Right. Tell the Taken how to use stasis.
0: Because and and, and, and so so to kind of tie that in with, with what we just learned about the Taken and where they come from and, and how they exist, the Taken is a power that Oryx is using. The Taken are not like the Taken aren't like a race. They're not they're not a they're not a um well, when, entity of their own.
1: When Oryx uses his power to take by nature of the the terminology ontopathogenic being a manipulation of existence he is Ooh. i think he is literally turning them into something else he is making them he that's is changing that's that's an interesting their core thought too existence into something else that
0: has to exist as something else to be
1: subservient to him or whoever
0: um interesting so the Taken could be looking at it as as its own race. I think
1: it could be a a like subservient, pre-programmed race, but still another
0: race. But still, its own ra- like if if it if if the if we're to believe this, right? Like if we're to believe that the that the power that he's using is changing the existence of a species to exist as something else, then then that to me says that's that's like a that's that's. It's 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 not on an evolutionary scale, right? Like evolution takes thousands and thousands of years. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it it can happen in a short period of time. But this is instantaneous change. This is this is you are no longer of this species, and you are now of something else that, by very nature of it being of that something else, is subservient to me.
1: Yeah, and it's not evolution. So therefore, that new thing of like, and, and I think that's an important distinction here. Is it's it's not rapid evolution of a species because it's not right. It's not making them the most efficient version of their species. It is right. literally taking them and reforming them into whatever Oryx wants them to be. Right. Which is not necessarily I, the most yes. efficient, like the most evolved version of what they would have been. It's just now they've turned into the most efficient version of what Oryx wants them to be.
0: Of what Oryx wills them to be.
1: Yes. Yep.
0: That, that I think is, is, is a, yeah, hell yeah. So here's, here's I did a smart. (laughs)
1: Here's the thread that I was, (laughs) that I'm, I'm trying to like weave together to myself here um, as I'm, as I'm talking out loud. So the hive and the taken never use stasis in the game prior to Aramis's discovery of it. And, if, if we're gonna if we're gonna be all meta about it, yeah, I know stasis didn't exist prior
0: to Aramis' discovery of it. As far as gameplay is concerned, <laughs> we we are explaining this without using yes. the term because, video, because game. video game. We're gonna use logic and we're gonna explain exactly why we see enemies using stasis now. So go
1: ahead. My theory is that uh, Aramis not only was the was the first one. Was not necessarily the first one to tap into the power that is stasis, but I think was the first one to shape that power into something that was understandable in our reality with our laws of physics. Uh, yeah. So what, what I, I like that what I mean by that is that the hive and the taken may have had access to the fundamental force that could, that allows for stasis, but they did not have the means to understand the they didn't have the the concept of how to turn it into something usable until they saw aramis do it and the guardians do it and then once they had that understanding of like oh this is how i use this force or this is how this force is being used and i can imitate that i'm gonna do that
0: i like that idea I like that theory. And I, and I think, I think that plays more into the deep, the tool.
1: Yeah. Right. Exactly. Like, you know, the, it...
0: we've seen that we've seen them use hive magic. Hive magic is hive magic because it cannot be explained by science. So we are therefore calling it magic. And, and, and the only reason why it can't be explained by science is because we haven't found a way to explain it by science. So, so it, it is looked at as hive magic and, 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 but it's it's important to think. Hive magic is not paracausal.
1: No, hive magic, all it is doing by our readings of the the books of sorrow is it oh, is right, right, connecting right. their ritual to a worm god, presumably Yol, uh, and allowing that worm god to enact their powers through this ritual. So the ritual I, I itself. I completely forgot about that. The ritual itself doesn't have power. And we any power. and we literally
0: talked about that in like episode two or three, of of yes yes yeah. yes it's all coming together.
1: So here's here's the final bit. Okay. Um, all right. All right. If we're if we're Here under this assumption with stasis, and I think it does make sense knowing okay. what we know about stasis. W- there's nothing to say that this same theory can't apply to the ability to take. So perhaps when Oryx destroyed Akka and had,, uh, you know, learned all these secrets and then communed with the deep and came out with the ability to take. It might not be that the darkness taught Oryx how to take. It might be that in communing with the darkness, in dis- in talking to the darkness,, uh, Oryx came to understand, the concept of taking, and how to take with the forces that were available around him already. Um,
0: so, so in other words, using the tool, the deep, in a way that he understood it.
1: Yes, yes, and because and the way
0: he understood it was by taking and And because taking is inherent is is has been ingrained in him for twenty four thousand years as the only way to exist, that's why he uses that's why he has the taken power because he, that's the way he interprets how to use the the tool, the deep to uh, in a paracausal sense. and I holy think, shit.
1: and I think he may have taught the darkness, the entity uh something in doing this because there was no despite this power being of the dark despite this power existing as a a piece of the the darkness the tool the deep the tool the taken have never shown up (laughs) until oryx figured it out so
0: I like where you're going with this. So I think
1: Oryx figuring out, oh, I can take these things and use this power in this way and have it affect, you know, this world, this reality. I think that actually taught the the darkness, the entity, how a way that they could directly affect our reality by creating more taken after Oryx was
0: gone. Holy shit.
1: And that's how there's more now.
0: Holy shit. Dude, I oh, oh, holy shit! There it is. There it is. Holy shit!
1: He was Oryx, the first navigator.
0: You know. Uh... Oh my god! And that went. Oh my god! Oh! <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Dude, I'm 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 almost I'm smiling from ear to ear right now. Like I couldn't smile any bigger right now because this is these are all these little tiny threads that when looked at individually, you're just like eh, whatever. Like you can just write them off, right? right? Like ah whatever, blah 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 blah. But when you start weaving them together into this story, it's all these little threads that are like well that has some plausibility to it, and that has some 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 logic to it. Okay, well let's follow this thread through. And if we use, you know, we deduce this and we theorize this and, and, but even those deductions and, and theories are not completely just like out of thin air, right? Like right. they're, we're using the logic that's being presented to us and trying to come up with a, a better understanding of what the hell is happening in our universe. Holy shit. Uh,
1: I, I like this more and more. I think it holds water. Um. What it implies as well is that these these forces of darkness, these tools of darkness, are not set in stone. Like, stasis is not a tool...
0: It's not the only way. It's not the only way to
1: use the force that we use when we create stasis. It's just the way that we have understood how to use it.
0: Okay, which then... Now this leads back to Because Video Games, which then (laughs) allows Bungie to make it do whatever it wants it to do with the darkness. Mm -hmm. And they could come up with whatever the fuck power they wanted to. Because that's just another understanding of how the darkness is used. How the darkness is manipulating the darkness, the tool, the deep, the tool, is manipulating some force in our... Known universe or some some portion of physics in our known universe. Yeah, right. Because when we when we think of when we think of science, it typically th- we think of biology, uh, uh, chemistry, and uh, physics. Like those are, those are to me the, the main three um, sub principles of of science and and everything about physics is how it works, right? Like that's that's the that's the main concept of of the existence of physics, and so being able to manipulate different parts of how it works, of how the physics of our universe works. I think, I think you're right. I think that is teaching. So, so now to kind of like rewind that back a bit, I think the darkness by us using stasis, the darkness, how now has an understanding of how time works.
1: Or at the very least has a much broader understanding of how stasis can be manipulated in our reality. Like we, there it is. We are, if this theory is is to be considered true, then that would imply that we are literally teaching the darkness how to weaponize itself oh. against
0: oh. us. Oh shit! <laughs> oh shit! And it's there doing it, is. it
1: because it's giving <laughs> and... this to the hive and the taken.
0: Holy shit! <laughs> God. How better okay how better to beat the light than to have the light teach you how to beat it
1: i mean we play an awful lot of crucible and revenant hunters fucking sucked for a while there so <laughs> <laughs> all they need to do is figure out how to get knights to throw holy shurikens that shit. freeze us immediately and we're we're all just gonna rage holy
0: split. shit dude this is this is brilliant this is it. I think that's a good note to end this thing on. Yeah. These these are some these are some genuine like this stuff has some some water to like there's there's some substance to this. Like this isn't just pulling this shit out of thin air. We're going oh well because video game or because this we are truly getting a very good understanding of why things are working, not just how they're working, but because because. I, I feel like anyone can explain how something works right to explain why something works is a totally different understand understanding of of that like that's just man that is oh man i <laughs> yes yeah I'm excited now uh i'm I'm excited to see uh, not not only where the rest of these the books of of sorrow lead like uh, like this was this was verse three nine right like yeah, that, was that, the, that was the that was
1: the end of, verse. of the end of verses uh the the verse three um that was three nine so the next one was four four zero um okay but yeah so the so we
0: have we have two total verses left right like all of all of verse four and all of verse five I believe so let me double check make sure there's not like fourteen verses in this thing because if there's like fourteen holy shit no, I'm, I'm pretty sure it five, <laughs> we may then. have to work through Christmas. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: uh yes it stops at five nine so we have two full verses left um all four and all five uh but yeah so the only other thing i wanted to touch on in this entry and i think i think i like our idea of by the fact of the um the perspective that it's written from that uh, shivu arath and savathun did not actually die it just appeared that way to all of the you know the the citizenry to all the, the disciples the yep um because when it talks here um again this is from the perspective of the disciples they're saying that oryx you know waged war on the ecumene and from that bloodshed rose Sav. Rose Yivu a wrath once again, saying, "I am war. You right. brought me back from war," um, and the same thing with Sabathun. They, they, you know, tricked the uh, Ecumene into an ambush, and via trickery, Sabathun returned. I, I think you're right that they were never actually dead. They were just, you know, their souls were in their throne worlds, kind of thing. And this is just the interpretation that's been given to the disciples to make it seem even more, you know, godlike.
0: Right, right. Because how better to show yourself as a god than to, you know, have some sort of tangible evidence. Than to to, be
1: resurrected.
0: Right. Like, yeah. Sorry, that was a deep cut. (laughs) <laughs> um, <laughs> I know, I was, I was, I was ready for it, and then, but then I wasn't.
1: <laughs> but yeah, so I, I like our previous explanation of, uh, this is, this is a lot of, you know, storied fluff for the, the masses, um, of, of the hive, because uh, that, that seems to make the most sense. Versus like, you can literally just bring oryx back by exploring enough. Because that seems
0: not great. So <laughs> <laughs> let me rewind a couple hours and say, hey, remember when I'm pretty sure we killed Oryx in his throne world?
1: We're, we're pretty sure we killed Oryx in his throne world. <laughs> From
0: what I remember, now this is just me playing through the fight in my head, right? Like there's a giant fucking oryx hanging off the edge of this ship and you're just like attacking them and then there's these taken little balls that you gotta go stand in to. and when they explode, if they don't stand in it, it wipes everyone because he's making reality extend into this and we're suppressing it by making our own fate type thing like because we're paracausal. and then when he dies, he falls away from the ship and it looks like he's just floating into Saturn so I'm pretty sure we killed him in his throne world
1: Nah, he did he we turned he dead we turned his ass into a gun he's the touch of malice now so
0: this I mean we turned some of his essence into a gun uh, did we use all of the essence all of it I found I mean there could have there could have been a lot of essence to pass around
1: nah nah, he's dead he's dead for sure
0: he did hey dead yeah. bro <laughs> he did I I'm telling if, if we oh man I I I think it's unlikely, I think it's
1: unlikely that that you can resurrect a hive God in the fashion that was displayed in that particular entry. I think it's much more likely that it was just that was the explanation that the the hive people came up with.
0: Um, I think you're right. I think you're right
1: not you know, not knowing any better. Uh, yep. But yeah. so I guess the the big takeaway, the big revelation from from tonight's episode, and I think that's a good spot to end it, is that uh, you know if if you're playing a stasis hunter, you are literally an agent of the darkness. So maybe
0: stop. Yep, yep, yep. This is this has now been proven right here on myths and stories. Revenant hunters, bad. Delete yourselves from the game.
1: You will only help us, everyone else.
0: Yep, yep. You will only make the world a better place. Mm-hmm. Go, we're we're okay with you, golden guns, because we know we can shoot you down. Uh, I don't have, like,
1: no armor. I'm sorry.
0: Hash, #Hashtag hunters suck. Uh, <laughs> if I if I can get #Hashtag hunters suck training, I'll be I will have done my job this week. Um, <laughs> I'm so I'm such a horrible person. Uh, oh. All right. Well, then with that, uh, uh, I'll start our thank yous. Um, well. Where do I start here? Uh, well, actually, I, I guess we need to we need to kind of do like a, a, a small pause here and do a quick uh, bonus episode. Uh, just a very, very, very quick bonus mm. episode uh, and touch on, on what we were talking about at the beginning of the episode. Uh, so obviously, throughout the entire gaming community, uh, the gaming industry, like not just, not just little communities of, of two dudes making a podcast, um, it, throughout the entire gaming industry we are starting to see more and more and more signs of (sighs) I, i don't know how to put it other than badness like it it's it's there's there's i mean there's obviously the entire situation that's happening at activision blizzard uh that has that we're just seeing we like this has been happening you know since the middle of june and and we're in december now and and the like every every week there's another there's another thing that comes out another revelation that's found another piece of evidence that's like hey this is this hasn't just been going on for five ten years this has been going on for decades this this is this is the, the these video games that we consume as consumers um some of these people have literally died for them uh some 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 of the developers some of the even even you know all the way down to some intern right like some non-unpaid intern that's just carrying mail from 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 cubicle to cubicle these people are important these people are people it's i think it's i think it's 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 easy to look at a at a at a at a corporation or a or a company and go, Oh, well, you know, fuck those guys. Screw, screw those guys. That's that they're, they're just a corporation. They're just a company, but there are, there are people in there. There are, there are genuine people in there with, with now, now granted, I, I, I do still think that, that saying of absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. Is, is very true. and, Can obviously be seen very much from the top end uh, down or sorry from the from the bottom end up but from the top end down it they're not I, i don't think that these these people at that level are seeing what they're doing as as being bad and and we have we have a lot of evidence to to support that that they truly don't believe what they're doing is bad that's not to say that what they are doing is good What they're doing is, is extremely bad. Like, I mean, obviously taking hundreds of millions of dollars in profits and the, the still having to have, you know, unhired interns that are doing mail delivery around the office, like, or having, having developers having to work 80 hour, hundred hour, 200 hour work weeks, just to, just to meet deadlines, just to be able to say, Hey, we're going to release xyz on xyz date and we're going to make billions off of it and then we're going to turn right around and and, and have no break in between there like literally no rest and to turn around and go let's go right back into making the next billion dollar thing that's going to make us even more money than the thing before us and to, and to push everything forward and, and and it's it's the same idea of like uh budgeting right anytime anytime you have any type of budgeting in any type of 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 institution it's always talked of well we got to use up the budget we got to we got to you know, you get to the you get to the end of the fiscal year, and we got to use up all this money because if we don't use up this money, they're going to take it away from us. And so then you come up with just random excuses to spend more money, to to do more stuff, to, to just waste more resources, to try to justify what you're doing, rather than taking that profit and turning around and investing it back into the community that you've created, and and to make that community a better place, to improve. The, the area around you to improve the space around you to make it to make to genuinely make the world a better place. And, and I, I, I didn't to, to, to reference Bungie specifically, I haven't read the the full IGN report, because I it's, I, I on the on the one hand, I, I don't want to read it. Like I I, I, I was very heavily invested into uh, Blizzard uh for a long time because uh that's how I met my wife we met through World of Warcraft uh and I I very much was a Blizzard fanboy for years and years and years and years um and and to see everything that's happening at Activision Blizzard and and to to now know that that has not been going on for just the past four or five years that's been going on for like I said decades that's heartbreaking that's that's to to know that I got joy out of somebody else's pain and sorrow. It it's it's a it's a very 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 hard pill to swallow, and it and it it's had me questioning all sorts of things the last six months. Uh, and then to see the same thing, to to know that obviously Blizzard or Bungie was under Activision for uh, over the last ten years, and to know that some of that stuff has been happening at Bungie. And and to even have and I'm I'm sorry, I've already forgotten his name. Uh the the writer of, of the of the grimoires. Yeah. Uh
1: his name is Matt, but his YouTube channel is Mylin. Uh Mylan Games.
0: Mylan, yep. Mylan Games. Uh I keep wanting to say Micah because I and it, it I have this weird word association thing in my brain. <laughs> as soon as I hear something, it, it automatically associates it with something else. So when I hear an M word that sounds anything like mica and and it has to do with destiny, my brain instantly turns it into Micah. So now Mylan is Micah in my brain and he's the he's Micah Ten and the the, the, the kid behind all the penguin things. And mm-hmm. I mean if he wrote lore then he technically is the kid behind all the penguin things, <laughs> but that's not the point. Uh the fact that, that he that he had to experience some of this stuff and and uh, I, I think after this after we're done recording here, I think I'm definitely gonna go watch uh watch some some of his stuff because mm-hmm. hey, i know he's he's been doing a lot of stuff uh i i'm pretty sure um he's been on as to cross his channel um uh a few times yeah
1: he's he's done a lot of collabs with other destiny community members um he's a permanent host now on dcp the destiny community podcast on DCP. yep um as a that's cool. Yeah, no, he very very knowledgeable about the Destiny universe. Um, seems like a really awesome guy. From you know, I only consume his content. I don't know him on a personal level, but from that, right. from the impression <laughs> I get, he seems like a a very stand up person. Um, but yeah, I would I would highly recommend uh, anyone that wants to get a, a little bit of an insider's perspective on some of the things that were going on during that at least during that time period um at Bungie he you know and and he says himself he did not experience things on the level or or with the can you know he didn't have to put up with things for nearly as long as many of the others that that came forward um just by nature of being a contractor there for you know a, a number of months versus you know building a years and years of a career um but it it it, it's hard. Like it, it's, it's hard to listen to. It's hard to, to read through some of what those people were going through. Um, I, I hope that uh, the the sentiment in the IGN article that, that came across to me was that all of these things happened and none of these things are fixed per se. But there did seem to be a great deal of optimism around uh, most of the employees that both past and present that they talked to uh, that Bungie as a company was, was truly making changes and making um, strides to address those issues. For some of the people they talked to, it was too little, too late, and I think that's perfectly understandable. Um, but I, I can only hope that that optimism and uh, you know that that feeling of progress remains true and, and keeps going to uh, you know uh, try and make sure that the, that this kind of thing doesn't happen to anyone else over there. Uh, it shouldn't have to happen to anyone in the first place, but. It did. And, you know, I the only thing that I as the consumer can hope for is that things get better or, or have gotten better. Um, and I guess the other thing that we have control over, something that, that really stood out to me in the IGN article is they, they talked about the narrative team in particular. And they talked about the narrative team and their experience during the release of Curse of Osiris, which for anyone that that may not have been playing at the time, um, Curse of Osiris is widely considered the weakest Destiny expansion ever, widely considered the lowest point in the Destiny franchise ever. Um, I
0: I mean, I'll even admit it myself. My wife and I took a break from Destiny around that time. A lot of people... We, we didn't, it, it didn't, it didn't truly feel like, like it was, it was, they were pushing the boundaries of the story, but then, you know, we came back and played it after the fact. And when, and I found it to be a, 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 a genuinely enjoyable campaign, like it was a nice little, a nice little, nice little story there with a, with a good chunk of content in it. And, and I think we as consumers tend to look at that and go, Oh, well, that's not worth my time. That's not worth my money, but that's, there's a lot of people behind that
1: well and in in this particular instance what's mentioned in the article um is that the at the release of curse of osiris there was a lot of dissatisfaction with the expansion in general it wasn't to a lot of people it wasn't large enough it wasn't rewarding enough there wasn't enough to do um but there was a a fairly vocal portion of the community at least that was also not very happy with the uh with the narrative of the expansion of the story and the characters and how some of the characters have been changed such as brother vance uh and just you know overall the the direction that it went um from a narrative perspective and uh not only were these people on the narrative team according to the the article already you know, extremely overworked and undervalued uh, both from a a sense of compensation as well as a sense of like feeling like they were heard within the company. Um, But now on the release of this expansion where they had put all of this work into, they were having a audience not only react negatively, but react violently negatively.
0: I... Like a level of toxicity that has, I, I think over the last several years has, has maybe not specifically towards Destiny, but toxicity amongst communities in general, mm-hmm. I feel like has grown over the last couple of years. And I, I, I don't know, in, in my head, I want to be able to lo- be like, okay, let's look through time and find that one instance and be like, okay, this is where everything started. This is why everything went wrong. But you, it's, 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 it's never more, just one thing. Yeah,
1: it's a lot more complex than that, unfortunately. Right. I, I wish there was. There's one thing we could point to, like that. That was it. Um,
0: that. Do away with that.
1: Yeah, I, I'm not going to turn this into a, a bonus episode about social media, but I think a large portion <laughs> of it is uh, increased access to anonymity. Um, online
0: absolutely absolutely uh, yeah well in case case in point and and it, this just happened at my son's school uh, they had they had a uh, um, a bunch of social media um, instances last night uh, that the kids were were saying they were gonna shoot the school up mm-hmm. and luckily none of this turned out to be true like none of the none of the they they called in the police they 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 were um, very adamant about about doing inquiries and, and did an entire investigation, sent emails out to all the parents. Obviously, I got one uh, saying that this was not a credible threat. But the fact that that is even a possibility, like the fact that that, mm-hmm. that, that, that level of toxicity is starting to seep beyond the boundaries of just a few online posts and a few online forums to now starting to be just a mainstream thing that, that there's no reason for that. No, there's no reason for that.
1: So, uh, I guess to, to kind of cap it off, um, where I was getting at with this whole story with the narrative team, uh, and I, again, I highly recommend you do read through the IGN article when you have a chance, just because I feel like, I I under, I completely understand not wanting to just because it it is it's difficult as someone that has a, a love for the franchise to kind of see the skeletons in the closet a little bit. Um yes. but I I think the people that went through that at least deserve to be heard. I uh, re- I
0: think that's I think that's going to be why my my that's going to be my push to read it. Yeah. is is I want as, as much as I don't want to I you almost want to like put the blinders on right like yeah. you don't you yeah if, if I don't see you it doesn't exist and that's that's literally the problem that exists everyone is putting their blinders on and saying well you know I I'm not gonna look at it so I'm not going to say anything I, that problem doesn't doesn't affect me so I'm not gonna I'm not going to involve myself in it and that 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 in itself is the problem Mm-hmm. The fact that so many people are willing to just close their eyes and be like, no, I'm, this doesn't exist. So I, I thank you, myth. That's there's my first thank you for the night. Um, uh, usually you get my last one, but you're getting my first one tonight. Uh, um, so yeah, I, I, I definitely to all, to everyone that listens to this podcast, uh, and now that we're in multiple spots now, uh, thanks to Myth, uh, we have, we have grown, uh, we're now out there on, uh, um, uh, Apple Podcast, we're on Amazon Music, uh, Spotify, uh, Spotify, uh, Podbean. I mean, we've 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 expanded, and I love it. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I I my first thank you is, is to you, Miss, uh, for helping me think for helping me see another perspective of something, because I I th- I think I think a lot of life is is looking at things through from different perspectives, and and if you can. If you can see something from a perspective other than your own, you, you are gaining knowledge and you are gaining something good, um, and and that's 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 how like yeah that's that's how that I I I know I've talked to myth about this before, but I was I was in the army and, and I went to uh, uh, I was deployed twice to Iraq, and that was a a life changing experience like that was to to be able to see something from a different perspective. And and to be able to interact with the people of Iraq and to, and to and to have that way of thinking and way of life shown before me just completely changes every like it, it changes your whole mindset about everything. But uh, but yeah, so thank you, Myth, uh, for for helping me see stuff from a from another perspective. And, and now I definitely want to go read the IGN article um, yeah. to at least at least have their their stories heard um, as well as as well as go check out uh, Mylan uh, mm-hmm. and 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 his stuff uh, not just to promote another uh, creator but uh, to yeah to, to genuinely see like hey what the hell went on let me, let me if if you've got a story to tell let me hear it we're we're all about stories on on myths and stories so yeah feed it, feed us your story
1: yeah absolutely we'll, we'll,
0: we'll, we'll, we'll listen uh so yeah uh so yeah we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up now um because we <laughs> our little bonus content went, <laughs> went a little deep went a little
1: <laughs> <Yay>. yeah yeah <laughs> we gave it a little bit of time we gave it the time it needed so
0: it did um but yeah it so uh so um let's see here who else do i need to thank um uh definitely Mylan uh uh for putting this entire the the entirety and and Please, for the love of God, forgive me, because if I call you, Micah, I, that is that is just me. That's a thing inside my head. It's a, like a subroutine that just uh, I don't know how to turn it off. So that that thing just just it, it connects there. Uh, so, yeah. So thank you, Mylon, uh, for for putting the, the Grimoire book together and, and putting all these stories in the way that you did uh, to kind of help us as a community have a better understanding of what the hell we are dealing with uh in, in this world of destiny of all the all the big bad baddies that we come across uh obviously thank you to any other content creators that are out there um some of my favorites uh that, that i have a tendency to watch all the time but i i i am not a social media person i, I don't i don't have any type of social media because I, I i don't feel like i need that level of toxicity in my life so i just cut it out uh but i i do like to thank guys like like Cross and fallout and kami cakes and and drewski and and i know there's a thousand more and bife uh all the all the lore guys that 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 do the that do the lore and all the testing guys that test out the the mathematical portion of destiny that 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 uh um definitely if if if, if you know of anyone who's got a cool channel uh or even if they don't have a cool channel like even if it's just a a, a little channel go support them go say hi Go go drop in if they've got a Twitch or a stream or something like that. Go go say hi to him. Uh, they we we as creators absolutely love that. I I know that's that's something that that I absolutely love myself is, is to just see a, a cool little thumbs up on our PodBeam or something is is a is a nice thing. Uh, I used I used to think that was like a silly thing like when people were like hey hit the like button hit the subscribe hit all that stuff. It it it, it it's 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 less of a push for you to for you as the consumer to do something and more of a hey. Thanks, thanks for letting us know that you like it like we that that helps us continue on uh so thank you to our listeners um keep listening we're we're here we're we're gonna keep telling stories even if even if you're not listening we're still gonna tell stories so take that <laughs> uh <laughs> no um but yeah so so um yeah uh myth you got you got anything to add
1: no i think that about covers it so uh i guess just i'll reiterate what we did last time everyone just keep being good to each other
0: please please be nice to each other if it 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 doesn't just have to be christmas for everyone to be nice to each other it that one one good deed goes a really long way i think so yeah absolutely well uh with that then um uh, we're going to address a couple of scheduling things here uh this is kind of on the fly a little bit uh <laughs> i know christmas is coming up uh myth do, do we feel like doing an episode next week
1: um we may have to i would say let's let's tentatively assume that we are not uh okay because that was kind of my plan i i've got um some vacations planned and whatnot and i I might be around for it, but I don't want to, uh, I don't want to lock anything in. So.
0: Nope. See, and this is the exact same thing that we look at when we look at crunch in the gaming industry, we're talking about gaming industry right here. We're going to be as open as we can. I say we take the next three weeks off because it's Christmas, it's new year's. We want to spend time with family. Yeah. And I'm a hundred percent for that. Yeah. So yeah.
1: No. And I think we left off at a good spot as far as where the, uh, where our, our story is concerned. Yeah. you know, this is a, a good pause point. We're not necessarily on a cliffhanger or anything. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I guess we'll we'll plan to reconvene in January.
0: Sweet. Uh, so with that, then, uh, everybody have a, have a good Christmas. Uh, uh, hopefully you'll get to, everyone will be able to get together with family. I know traveling right now is still kind of wonky and, and all over the place. Uh, be safe out there. Be nice to each other. Um, all that. Um, so yeah Uh, and we'll see you uh, next year so uh, from all of us lore nerds uh, to all of us guardians um, see you soon